0: It's Bernie and Sid in the morning on the world-famous. Top Radio 77, WABC.
1: Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Back here on the Bernie and Sid show. There must be some, some kind of
2: way, way, way out of here, here. Send the joker to the thief This is a
1: great song. It's a great. Stick a needle in your arm. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, ah.
2: That's your escape right there. Hump Day Wednesday, baby. What else is there to do? What, to get high
1: with heroin?
3: Well,
1: hey, that's... uh. <laughs> I mean, you got, you're going to see a little bit of that in uh, Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. Oh, I can't wait to uh, see On Netflix. That. Yes, you're going to yes. see a uh, little little heroin.
2: But I can't wait. Funny, 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 I'm funny. still stuck in the, uh, the morning show. Yesterday, the episode I watched had Kelly Clarkson performing live on the morning show. She called Reese Witherspoon up on stage. It was very, very nice. But I can't wait to see the show you're talking uh, about.
1: You know what? Uh, Katie Couric took a veiled shot at Jennifer Aniston over the, uh, Jennifer Aniston supposedly plays Katie Couric. Yeah, very similar. And her, her remark was that, uh, you know, I like Jennifer. She's good. She's doing, she did a good job. I, job. Just w- I just wish they would have made her a little more charismatic because that's what you need to be to, 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 to carry a morning show like that. Yeah, she's, in other words, uh, yeah, Jennifer uh, Aniston wasn't. She you know,
2: wasn't. She's more angry in this role because, again, once uh, Mitch got fired, a.k.a. Matt Lauer, and she was under the impression, oh, my God, my career is over. She's the one who actually hired Reese Witherspoon at some big event without asking her bosses. So she's right, Katie. This is a more of, a, of an angry plotting Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. than the cutesy Katie Couric, who when she took over the CBS show at 6.30 at night, would talk to families who lost loved, loved ones in the war and ask them things like, what kind of TV do you like?
1: <laughs> that <laughs> was right, so, Katie so, Couric. So maybe it, was, it wasn't a shot so much at uh, Jennifer. Is the, is the way I took it is that she couldn't pull off the charisma part of the uh, mm. role as opposed to uh, the the, uh, the producer's Cast her to be right. more, more like the way you said.
2: Right, exactly. I think you're right. Okay. All right.
1: Well, listen, I got to tell you, yesterday was uh, something else. And one thing I noticed about yesterday, I had noticed a lot more cars on the road. Yes. When I was going home. Yes. I really did. Yep. it was. I actually got stuck at, at one point heading on the Grand Central uh, eastbound. At the Van Wick Interchange, it people was getting stuck, stuck in traffic. traffic. I was stuck in traffic yesterday for the first time. And I can't tell you how many months. Two. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can tell you. But uh, I, I was stuck in traffic. I'm like, wow, this is great. There's more people out here. I'm, I'm stuck in traffic. I wasn't uh, upset. I, I, I hope this, uh, you know, this is a sign of things to come. Now, uh, they had the flyover yesterday. A lot of people on the roads, excuse me, a lot of people on the streets. And the flyover apparently bolstered a lot of people's morale. I don't know about the people who they were, supposed to, they were saluting, which was those folks on, in the, uh, on the front lines. But the criticism, of course, was that people got together, and everybody was very, very angry that they got together. People were on the streets crowding the docks, the piers, the the, the, waterfronts, the waterfront venues. Well, it was very similar
2: to when the comfort came in, and there was a lot of complaints right. that people exactly. were not social distancing. This was the same thing yesterday. I mean, it wasn't a uh, a funeral in Williamsburg, but it was close.
1: Yeah, and uh, no, that's true. And I'll get to that in a second, but it's unfortunate that one of those jets couldn't have uh, veered off and, uh, you know, did a uh, a strafing run over... You know, Gracie Manchin, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody getting hurt, of no, course. No, of course Just not. sending right. a message. That's right, all. Just, right. Just, you know, for blanks, dropping blo- dro- dropping duds. Well, you know, it's funny. Well, you know <laughs> scaring <laughs> the hell out of
2: them. Yesterday me. during de Blasio's daily press conference, we have a big television in the studio here with Bernie and I, so I say, hey, Bernie, grab a picture. So I walk over, and I flip the bird... To Big Bird to build de Blasio and the, the picture that Bernie took, you can see de Blasio on television. I'm giving him the finger. I think I set a one day record for the most likes and comments ever in my social media history. Folks loved it. Some folks actually framed it and of put course, it on their
1: wall. You know, he, he, he's just awful. And, and, and his, speaking of tone deaf, I mean, this is his tweet. You spoke about the uh, Jewish funeral. Which they coordinated with the NYPD. I mean, it wasn't a surprise. They, they were co- wearing
2: masks, too. It was hilarious. They,
1: they, they coordinated <laughs> it, and maybe they should, not maybe they should. I don't know. Whatever. But the mayor decides, this is what he writes. My message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. Oh, tough where guy. Do, where do you think you might have heard a statement like that? Tough guy. In the past. Hitler? My, my message to the Jewish community, the time for warnings has passed. Yeah, not since uh, World War II. <laughs> I mean... Wow. In the, in, the, in the wake of uh, all the anti-Semitism that we've seen in the past year, for him to, to make a statement like that was pretty, uh, pretty strident. I mean, you should come out and just say,
2: I got to tell you, I'm disappointed. I've said it time and time again. And it's not just the Jewish community, but whoever is doing this. I'm t- but instead, the way he said that, very very Hitler-ish. So for folks that are coming out this morning and claiming that Bill de Blasio was an anti-Semite, that's a very strong word.
1: I agree. He's uh, he's just just a, a horrible, disgusting, uh, low life cockroach of a human being. The worst son of and a- the worst mayor ever. I mean, just is just terrible. And and uh, we played the clip of him yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was heckled in Prospect Park with his uh, racist, uh, thieving wife uh, on Sunday, walking through Prospect Park. That was the best tape of the week so far. Now, speaking <laughs> of which, and by the way, where is his, his toughness and his crackdown on the subways? I mean, he's so tough to the to Jewish people going to a funeral, or, or in particular them. He didn't say anything about the crowds gathering to watch the the flyover. No, no. But uh, where is this tough talk about let Let's send a let, send a platoon, an army of police down to the subways and drag those mutts off and clean up that damn um, subway. Listen, again... You, you control the, uh, the, the the transit police.
2: Yes, he does. And, and he talked about bringing the MTA cops there, and then and they talked about the regular city car. Here's the point. Uh, and I'm on this train every day. We've talked about it. I'm sure you guys are nauseous hearing about it. But again, this morning, same thing. Plenty of homeless. Disgusting. I'm on the one, the two, and the three train. Now, the two train is where those photos and that video came from, from Mr. Chalmers on Tuesday morning. That's my train. Yeah. And, and in the end here, what de Blasio wants to do is shut down some of these trains, when they get to their final destination and from midnight to 5 a.m., clean the trains, make sure the outreach program gets to the homeless. I mean, that is such a bunch of nonsense. You're going to do it five hours in the middle of the night. Clean the train and enough of the outreach programs for the homeless. Put these people on Get an island out. somewhere. Put Get them in them jail. Out. I don't care what you do with them. Enough of the they're, outreach hey, programs. Listen,
1: they're a health now, hazard. You're putting other, You're putting medical professionals and people like you, essential workers, who are still taking the subways, health in jail, in, 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 jail, in jeopardy. Yeah, not
2: just health. Uh, these are crazy people. Almost every day I see them fighting, yelling, screaming. So, yes, the obvious is the health hazard. They've got everything from COVID to tuberculosis to uh, uh, AIDS, yeah. and then they
1: start bikes and, with and, you. Exactly, and, and just the stench. And, and there was one guy, there was one video, Curtis Lee was sent this to me. One homeless guy laying there, and he takes his little weenie out, and he starts weeing. He starts oh, yeah. peeing. And you know what the, the commuters did? The couple of guys that were on the train? They stomped him a la Billy Bats and Goodfellas. Well, they're tougher than me. I They gotten stomped I wouldn't I would go anywhere near that guy. They, they waited until he stopped. And then they stopped And him? then they went over there and they started kicking him in the stomach. Good. Uh, uh, by the way, he was white, okay, guys? And Andrew Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, actually spoke about the subways yesterday. I mean, this is how bad it's gotten. Yeah, but
2: he makes me nauseous, too. I know, he, he does. He's he, never on the damn subway. But, DeBlasio's but, but, never on the but, subway. Cuomo's never on the well, subway. Well, let's listen to what he said. Okay. Take a listen. Go
4: ahead. Respect the essential workers. That is uh, Disgusting what is happening on those subway cars. Yeah,
1: it's you know? disrespectful to the essential workers who need to ride the subway system. Hey, that's a direct shot at the uh, scumbag de Blasio. No, right well, I know it
2: is, but, but the, this mm. dickface is like five hours north of here in Buffalo or Albany, wherever the hell he well, is. At least he's and, saying something. Oh, well, great. Well, do something. I don't want you to say something. <laughs> I don't want you to fight back and forth uh, with the mayor. Well, I want right. one of you guys yeah, do yeah, something? Well, okay,
1: I agree with you there. He also said, uh, before we break, he also said we want to reopen uh, the economy, everything, the businesses, without overwhelming the hospitals. You know, now, now the, uh, ho- the hospital ship is leaving, uh, I think, tomorrow. Yeah. If yeah. it's not, maybe Friday, today. Friday, I think
2: Friday. Okay, it's yeah.
1: leaving. They're, they're packing up the uh, Javits Center. We have the hospitals out in Stony Brook and, uh, you know, a couple of hospitals on Long Island, one up in uh, Westchester County that the military built. And he says we want to reopen without overwhelming. Ho- Why don't we reopen while those hospitals are still here? Doesn't that make in sense? In case yeah. something happens and we need them so we can reopen and we can say, hey, at least we have extra bed space while we reopen, Wait instead, instead of waiting until they leave, then reopen and then claiming, oh my God, they were, the hospitals are overwhelmed.
2: Good point. Because right now they're not. And I got to tell you, we took a long walk in Central Park and, and a fight almost ensued. I'll get to that. A uh, Long walk. We started on the west side. Me, Danielle, Levin, Gabe. Ended up on the east side. We walked right past the, the uh, Samaritan's Purse Tents, our, our good buddy Franklin Graham. I was right there a couple of feet away, and it was quiet. I mean quiet. So yeah. you have all these different things out there, the Samaritan purse tents, the, you know, the, the, the ship, obviously, the Jacob Javits Center, ready, willing, and able to take in hundreds, if not thousands, of patients. But and right
1: now, they're quiet. They're quiet. And by the way, they were ready to take in the nursing home uh, coronavirus <laughs> patients, too. They never did. Uh, but they're quiet. And he's gonna, they're going to pack it up. They're going to close it all up. Then he's going to reopen. Reopen now and see what happens. I mean, the, the downward trend has been 14 days. Now I think it's at about 12 days. In two days, it's going to be about 14 days. And you have the, the red light to start reopening slowly. You have to do something, man. This is really, I don't know, people can't take it anymore. And the Bernie and Sid show, look, we're going to speak to, uh, we got this uh, New York Post column. is Carol Markowitz. She's a mom from Brooklyn, and she's go, she, won, she her latest column was, wait, how long are we supposed to stay in lockdown? I want to hear what she has to say on that. Also, Gordon Chang on is the a fat little uh, Kim Jong-un. Is he dead or alive on the Burning situation. I
3: give up forever to touch you Cause I know that you feel me somehow You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be And I don't want to go home right like
2: 6:25 on your Hump Day Wednesday. Bernie and Sid with you till 10 o'clock, as we are each and every day. Brian Kilmeade uh, at 10, then Curtis and Juliet, then Woody Giuliani, Mark Levitt, and John Bester. Back, we'll do it again tomorrow. I actually saw John Batchelor yesterday. So here's my uh, story for the day. I I take pride in coming back to work uh, most weekday mornings with Bernard and giving you a a real-life story. Something happened with me and my friends and my family that you guys can relate to. The phones are open, too, as always, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. So yesterday, as promised, was a gorgeous day. Sun splashed, nice little breeze, not too hot. But I will tell you that about 5 o'clock last night, it was about 67 and sunny. And as the sun started to come down, Bernard, I, I, I made the argument it was actually pretty warm out yesterday. It's pretty warm.
1: Yeah. No, I was uh, sleeping. I wouldn't know.
2: <laughs> I got a nice tan. So, me, Danielle, Avon Gabe, decide we're going to walk to Central Park. We, we, are, we actually live right by Riverside Park. We're only four blocks away from Central Park. We're going to take a walk. And we did. I told you about east side, nice. west side, some a two and a half mile walk. So, the walk is over. And and well, now heading towards hundredth Street and uh, like uh, I don't know, I guess Manhattan Avenue. And there's a guy walking past me, doesn't matter, but he's African American, and he stops. He literally stops in his tracks, he looks back at me, and I'm walking with Danielle and my kids, and he goes, Yo, wear your mask. Oh, really? <laughs> and so so I look at the guy and I've been having these fights on, on Twitter. Again, I mentioned Lisa Olson yesterday, she's a very, very, very famous Sports writer. Used to work for many years for the New York Daily News. Now she writes for The Athletic. And years ago, she was the woman who kind of freaked out when she saw former football giant tight end Zeke Moats' penis in the locker room. And because of that, now women cannot go into men's locker rooms anymore because of Lisa Olsen. Okay. So she is furious with me that I go on Twitter and say things like, I'm not wearing a mask today. I take a picture of myself in the park not wearing a mask. She even tweeted uh, this morning at 4.30 a.m., and Meany actually printed it out for me. This is her uh, right to me. She goes, uh, because I I tweeted this yesterday, I refuse to wear a mask. Democrats are going to bankrupt America with this ridiculous shutdown. A concerted effort to make sure Donald Trump loses. Enjoy the vitamin D. Enjoy the sunshine. Lisa Olsen responds, if I'm walking around New York City and someone comes near me who's not wearing a mask, do I have a right to pepper spray them? Unbelievable. And she sends this to the cops to fire me and all these people. So she's saying things like this on Twitter. So this guy yesterday goes to me, wear your mask. I go, hey, buddy, do me a favor. Mind your own business. You want to wear a mask? Go ahead. Mind your own business. Oh, well, Danielle gets furious because now I'm kind of starting with the guy. And it's not just me, it's me, her, and the kids. So, And the guy was a very big guy. He, he would have destroyed me. So Danielle's like, why would you start a fight when you're taking a walk with your kids? Well, I don't think he started. I didn't start it. No, He started it. But she just wanted me to not say a word and walk away because she also thinks I should probably wear a mask. She gets mad at me for some of the things I say on this show. She feels like I'm just starting a fight and I sound idiotic. And I'm like, no, I'm not just starting a fight. I'm not idiotic. I, I, you'd be surprised how many New Yorkers actually agree with me that enough is enough. So long story short, for about 30 minutes, I was in the doghouse because I actually talked back to this guy, but this happens right. all day, every day.
1: You should have said to the guy, hey, hey, yo, where are your
2: dentists at? Yeah. <laughs> like, when are you going to when
1: and knock your teeth out?
2: <laughs> well, my daughter got mad. She's like, Daddy, don't start with these people. Point is this, okay? And it's, that's what happens these twice. These people? These people. These people, Lisa Olsen is part of these people, too. She's white. She's a writer. These people are the people that don't mind their own Yes. Yeah. Well, you want to wear a mask, God bless you. You want to buy into this, God bless you. If you really think you're, you're helping people because there's a one in one billion chance you can get this uh, the virus being outside, God bless you. I'm, I don't say anything to you. You want to do it, do it. But don't, don't, don't bother me. I I, I talk about this with Bernie 24 hours a week. We've spoken to the biggest doctors on television. We know what's going on
1: here. It's hysteria. It's paranoia in an open space. Yes. To actually wear a mask. You're, you're feeding into it. You're buying into it. You're
2: empowering, as I said in the park <laughs> yesterday, you're empowering this idiotic mayor and this power-hungry you're, you're, governor. Right,
1: you are in the open. You're in the open air. It's okay not to wear a mask. Right. It's, it doesn't hang around. The uh, Science proves that. Subways, yes. Uh, it, it may be indoors and, grocery and, stores, and, and, and I, yes. And
2: I wear a mask on the subways. That's you know,
1: yeah. Out in Central Park or whatever park you walked in, Riverside. Both. both yeah. Oh, yeah. No mask is fine.
2: Right. So if you're Lisa Olson or this guy walking down the street, or quite frankly, my wife, mind your own business. Be quiet. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> wear a mask and because you, you, again, and I'm, I'll keep doing a lot of this because she she knows what's going on, but it, clearly people are so ignorant. And I said to Lisa, I said. Maybe once in a while you listen to our radio show instead of watching CNN and, and Channel Seven and Bill Ritter and the
1: rest of that stuff, you would learn something. It's all on Twitter. You would learn something you, if you look at the facts as well. Uh, the, the people who are, are most vulnerable—I mean, overwhelmingly, nine, nine, probably ninety-nine percent—are people over sixty-five, people, elderly people, or people with uh, pre-existing conditions. Some, some comorbidity. That's right. that. Right. If you're out in Central Park and you're healthy and you're walking around, you're fine. You're good to go. And if you do get the uh, coronavirus, you're going to get rid of it fast. You'll have immunity. It'll all be good. it would be better for society. That's the bottom line. The
2: bottom line is the more people that get it, there's a better chance that you won't get it again. You won't get it again, in fact. And all this nonsense they're feeding you about the return of the it, COVID in the fall
1: will go away. It's the same with the flu. I mean, look, the same with the flu. If if you felt that way, you would demand that during flu season, everybody wore a mask in Central Park. Right. In, in the open. Thank you. Because you can get the flu the same way. Thank you. I know the, uh, the coronavirus is more infectious. But the flu is more, is, is well, it's all equally as deadly. It's 0.1% of fatality I, I, I actually
2: think it's more deadly because the amount of kids and teenagers that die from the flu. Right. Yeah, indeed. It well affects, more it than the COVID. Kids. So that's right. That's not, that, not that elderly people, I don't care about them. Or I even put something on Twitter yesterday, and, and um, what's his name? Uh, Spencer Ross. Used to be the voice of the Knicks, NBC, very, very famous popular sports yeah. guy. So I put on Twitter, I go, listen, fact is, people like me, in my shape, we're not dying. You know, you're fat, you're out of shape, there's a good chance you're going to die. And Spencer Ross, uh, I love all these uh, famous name drops, but he sends me a tweet and he goes, you're right, let's just let the fat people die because they take up too much room and eat too much anyway. No, no. Now, he's being sarcastic. No, the,
1: the point is that those are the people who should be isolated. Right during a time of uh, this coronavirus pandemic, whatever you want to call it.
2: And they should be in their house doing push-ups and sit-ups, get yourself yeah. a weight bench, start eating better, and you
1: won't die from this right. disease. Exactly. Let people, the healthy people, young people, go out and work and play and go on with their lives. That's Good. what
2: you have to do. Thank you. So I hope I pissed off a bunch of, not pissed off, but I hope you folks will listen to us. Most <laughs> of you agree with us. Listen,
1: there's a lot of people out there of the same mindset. A I know. A lot of people, medical professionals, they're being squashed on uh, by big tech. By YouTube and Google They're being squashed Facebook People like that are squashing that opinion of yours Which is not uh, Again, it, uh, it's not isolated It, it is medical professionals sh- A lot of them share that
5: Cause I may be bad But I'm perfectly good at it Sets in the air I don't care I love the the
3: smell, smell of it. <laughs> so they break my bones But change it and rip it, it. And ah,
1: ah. Back here on the I Bernie and, be and Sid show Heard everywhere in the seventy-seven WABC app. You know, I I was trying to recall this other big corporation that actually borrowed money from uh, from the PPP for small businesses, (laughs) along with Harvard and Ruth's Chris and uh, Shake Shack Shack, and others. Uh, well, it, it was. It turns out it was the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, the Lakers got a ton of money, four and a half million, I think. That's I mean, right. of yeah. course they're giving it back. I right, mean, right. I mean, the the the, the onions of the, the Lakers and the, the Harvard to actually apply for small business loans. I mean, they they're, they're loaded with cash. Loaded. Unbelievable. But I mean, the give...
2: NBA is out of business right now. But they're,
1: they're yeah, loaded. Yeah, I mean, they got a, a lot a lot of that uh, Fu money. Oh, I know. A lot of that rainy day money, if if you will. And uh, also, Biden held his uh, town hall yesterday on women. We'll get to that a little bit later. And there may be a meat shortage, but the president, uh, a lot of these meat plants are closing down because people were sick. The president invoked uh, the Defense Production Act, which, uh, well, how does that help? Well, how it helps is that uh, the companies can keep the plants open even if uh, they, they were closing them because they were worried about liability. And it absolves them of liability. So hopefully that will uh, prevent a meat shortage, and we won't be eating, you know, tofu and uh, pork pork and beans without the pork, whatever. Anyway, uh, we were talking earlier about this disease and how it's been overblown, perhaps. I mean, we know it's been already. The, oh, the pre- predictions were 3 to 4% four, four, four death rate. That's not the case. Uh, and by the way, yesterday Cuomo mentioned... The latest uh, death count, I mean, it's a terrible way to be talking, but uh, who who knew we would be talking this way two months ago? But anyway, the daily death count the day before yesterday was 335 deaths. That is, again, uh, a record low since this started. We were up in the 800s there for uh, about a week straight, and now we're now down to the low 300s, and uh, less than 1,000 admitted to the hospitals. So uh, it's just getting really, really time to uh, reopen, but... One of these guys, uh, Britt Hume, he's on Fox News. You know, uh, he's, very, he's, he's a font of wisdom, this guy. It would be like if a CBS brought back, you know, Walter Cronkite after he retired to give commentary. That's what it's like with Brit Hume. He's just a really smart guy, like uh, like a Fox News journalist emeritus. Uh, so anyway, he's talking about the coronavirus. He said things before that I'm like, wow, this guy's right on the money. Anyway, this is what he said last night about the coronavirus. Play cuts one and two here.
6: First, the collateral damage from it is extraordinary. I mean, we started this process, you may recall, the social distancing followed by the, you know, the full lockdown, almost a national quarantine to protect our medical system from being overwhelmed. What's happening to our medical system now is that hospitals are failing across the country. Many are closing. The damage to our healthcare system, it seems to me, is something we really have to take into account here. It's very serious, um, not to mention the consequences for children of being locked up at home and not being able to go to school with their friends and be outside, mental health issues that arise from that, that's part of it, the damage from it. This is a disease that overwhelmingly affects elderly people and those with serious underlying medical conditions. Um, everyone else is much less vulnerable, down to children who seem almost totally invulnerable to catching the disease. That is an issue, and that is an issue that can be addressed. We can protect elderly people by having them be quarantined. The fact that they're they're so vulnerable has been proven by the outbreaks that have occurred in nursing homes. This is not, in my view, all about simply, we were so good at the mitigation efforts. I think there's reason to believe that, that this disease turned out Outside of certain populations, not to be nearly as severe and dangerous as we thought. And certainly the death rates, I think, yeah. will end up reflecting that.
1: And of course, we didn't have, we thought we were going to have these rolling, uh, severe outbreaks. We didn't have them. It was only really relegated to New York. California initially had a bad one, but it wasn't even, not nearly as bad as New York and New Jersey, of course. But the tri state area was really the only major hotspot. Florida did just, did wonderfully. I mean, I hate to toss. I think they
2: had a thousand, uh, about a thousand dead in Florida. And I believe that DeSantis is getting ready to open a large part of the state on Friday. And I got to tell you, Uh, and I say this all the time. When I see Governor DeWine from Ohio on Fox News a couple of days ago and I read what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida, these are big states, Ohio, Florida. I'm not talking about South Dakota or Montana. No,
1: if in fact, Florida has a, big, a larger population than New York and yeah, a larger elderly population. Oh,
2: much larger, not even close. Uh, and I got, in fact, uh, somebody called it God's waiting room well, a couple he, days he ago. Did, on he Fox. Oh, DeSantis, he did, right, yeah. DeSantis. Right. I, I, I get jealous. I, I do. I get jealous. Uh, you know, Why are these states and, and these people going to be allowed to do this stuff that I want to do
1: with my family? Well, DeSantis uh, took early action with nursing homes. He saw that they were the vulnerable population, and he took early action. Well, he
2: also screwed up early, too. He allowed the beaches to stay open up by Daytona. That was, listen, that, for a couple of days, that was the biggest story in the country. What the hell is Ron DeSantis doing down in and Florida? But,
1: but, but, but look what happened. Yeah, no. Florida fared very, very well. well so, so
2: are we bearing well? Again, so, you go so, from 800 dead to 300 dead. That's a, it's still a big number. It's, it's it's heartbreaking, but we're faring well. We're,
1: we're getting better. We're getting right. better rapidly. Uh, where the downward trend is continuing, and it's time to start reopening. The president in a, in a uh, conference call with governors yesterday, to uh, Britt Hume's point there about kids, uh, you know, being pretty much uh, immune to the severe consequences at the very least of this d- disease. The president told the governors, "You got to start thinking about opening up schools. Oh, come on, because boys. kids." are faring very very well in this pandemic they're not being affected by it it's older people is right. what it is and you're schooling now,
2: the kids because a lot of them are not going to their schools online a lot of them don't even have the equipment of course other yes. kids are not doing it and they miss their the interaction their friends i gotta tell you something my son you know this from the very beginning you did one of the nicest things somebody could do for a friend and a co-host you stayed home one day because you weren't feeling great i was it, actually
1: in my car yeah you, weren't, you really was weren't going on going my back home right i was on my way and i said you know what maybe i shouldn't go Going. it was a Thursday night. Had a sore throat, and I wasn't feeling well. And I thought, I'm, I better stay home because this was early, very early on. In very this, early uh, on, thing. and,
2: you, and you, they were scaring the hell out of us. And I, and I thought of you. I, you I would give me. it to
1: you. You go home and give you said Gabe is compromised. That's right,
2: and he is. He's got you know he takes Singulair every every night because he's got a, a respiratory issue. He's an asthmatic. Right. And, and look, I, I shower 10 times a day. I get naked before I even enter my apartment. I really do. I wear gloves and a mask on the train every day. But, but come on, folks. I'm on the subway every day. I'm in Penn Station every day. I'm by Madison Square Garden every day. I go in the park and work out every day. There's no way in a million years that over these last two plus months, I have not been exposed to this virus. And my son is healthy healthy. And fine, no matter what I do, clean, blah, blah. He's been exposed to it, and he's fine. And he
1: actually is a kid at risk, and he's fine. Yep, yeah, yeah. and so open the schools. I mean, uh, let's get this thing going. But here's the, the, the kicker to the Brit Hume commentary, which is what you're going to love. It's going to feed in right into what you were just talking about. At 6:25, listen to what he says about being out in the open, and he references Central Park.
6: We have a terrified population, and we have people, you know, mm-hmm. wearing masks while out jogging in Central Park <laughs> seems to me to be almost a form of insanity. I mean, everything we've t- we've you. told about this has been told about this disease is it doesn't do well outdoors in open air, and yet people are wearing masks while jogging.
1: So you don't hear this anywhere else. That type of uh, opinion Us. gets gets squashed on the on Big Tech squashes it. YouTube, Facebook, Google, they squash that. Yeah. You don't get that on the mainstream media, but but it's it it, it happens to be factual.
2: It's uh, science. And it's, it's it's sickening. It makes you more nervous, it makes you more scared. And when I see and again, I got to tell you Bernard, last night the park was Packed. I mean, it was packed. You couldn't avoid, but in some cases, not being, you know, no, no social distancing. And when I see parents with their two, three year old little kids on a sunny, breezy, gorgeous night and these little kids wearing masks, I, I, I really feel like it's child abuse. I swear to God. It, what are you
1: doing? It's like North Korea. Listen, it's scary. Scott, you're in Connecticut and uh, you're calling the Bernie and Sid show. Good morning to you, Scott.
0: Hey, good morning, guys. I just want to say in response to that individual that uh, confronted Sid, I think yeah. this is what I'm going to do. First, I'm going
6: to say, oh, sorry, and I'm going to pull out a red magazine. <laughs> and,
2: um, you, you know, I, Scott, I may have done that, but the, the reason why I got in trouble was because I had my 11-year-old son and 16-year-old daughter with me, and that freaked out my wife. So I think she was more upset that I, that I kind of started with the guy with my kids there. But believe me, if I was alone, I, I would have done exactly what you just said. I have two more quick
0: Things. Uh, as a healthcare professional, I could honestly tell you I've observed people wear these masks, and you know what they do? They adjust constantly throughout the day, they touch their face. The more likely to be touched, they're more likely touching their face more often. And
2: that was the first thing know. they told us. You cannot touch your own face. You can't pick your nose. You can't rub your eyes. If you touch your own face, that is the worst thing you can do. And Scott, you're a thousand percent right. Because when I wear the stupid mask on the train, I touch my face a hundred well, times. listen,
1: on the train is one thing. But again, we were talking about being out in the open. That's that's where no, but his it gets point ridiculous. is when you wear a mask, he's right. He's right. He is, he's absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, Vic is in Pennsylvania. Good morning to you, Vic.
7: Good morning.
0: Uh, I agree with you, gentlemen, regarding the mask, but I'm in Walmart day before yesterday. So I'm in the men's room. I'm washing my hands. I say, now, Father, and a Hail Mary,
8: some guy comes out of the stall and I say, hey, you got to wash your hands. Oh, I have hand sanitizer. So I follow him. And uh, guess what? He's touching everything. He's with a, a attractive girl. I said, "Come on, man. Where's your hand sanitizer?" Then tells me mind my business.
1: Well, so, listen. Well, there you go. That's going to be one of the uh, the silver linings to this uh, pandemic is that most people are going to start washing their hands. I agree because uh, yeah. look, in the best of times, touching your, your, your you know your sack and your uh, whatever your junk, <laughs> and then and walking around and uh, touching things, other things. That's, that's just not hygienic. I mean, it's nasty, is what it is. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Hello, Talk Radio 77 WABC.
5: I am woman. Hear me wrong. Oh gosh. Is this for
2: Lisa Olson? Helen Reddy? It's the greatest know, song of all time. It's for all the ladies out there this morning. Only the ladies that uh, that don't wear a mask and don't argue with
1: me. I got to tell you, uh, ladies are faring much better during this uh, coronavirus uh, crisis than men. Because they're much healthier. More men are vulnerable. More men die.
2: Yeah. Women are much healthier. In fact, when I go to the park uh, at the end of the day and look at the actual joggers and runners in the park, I got to say like 70% are women, girls, you know, guys are kind of lumbering through the park. They're on their cell phones and... You know, I don't know. They just seem healthier women. Here's a message talking about a woman from a, a dear friend of ours, Stephanie Perales. She's down in the middle part of the state of Florida and uh, going back to the days in Florida with Gabe Sorry, started the Sid Rosenberg Band Club. Now, of course, helps run the Bernie and Sid Band Club. And here's what she texted me just now. And again, she's by Orlando, Bernie. She goes, we got a message from the kids principal regarding next upcoming school year. Next year, there will be no field trips and kids will eat in their classroom, not in the cafeteria. That's next year. That's
1: Florida. That's Florida. Uh, maybe a local directive. I, I, I don't think DeSantis is of that mindset. I don't know. I really don't know. But DeSantis has done a, a very good job. At the, the results bore that out. Yeah, they, no doubt. They, they bear out that he did a very good job. He, uh, the beaches were crowded, but apparently it didn't affect people because, again, it was an open space. Uh, where, where those people were congregating, and the, the virus doesn't do well there.
2: No, I'm talking about the beaches. Here's Steve Bernard, Brooklyn, Flatbush. He's online, too, and he wants to talk about the beaches. Good morning, Steven.
8: Hi, oh, you guys. Love your show. Love you. Thank you. I have you guys beat with the masks. I've been going to the beach five to six times a week. Now,
2: when you say beach, you're in Brooklyn by Flatbush. You have to mean like yeah, Reese I, Park? Is that like Reese um, Park? And-
8: I've been going to... Coney Island, like, two or three times a week. Oh, Coney Island. And, uh, the Rockaways twice a week for the last two months. Nice. And 80% of people are running on a beach, jogging, walking, wearing masks. Idiots. I come out of the water. I've been swimming this whole time in my swimsuit, and people are look, giving me looks. Yeah. saying, Why don't you have a mask on? Punch I'm them in like, the face. You guys are crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't if get... Top, if you were out there, you would see stuff you wouldn't believe. I'm telling you, people with little kids on the beach... Wearing
2: masks. Uh,
1: same thing. I just said the uh, same thing about the parks. It's the same thing. But I see out in uh, where I am, Lido Beach, Thanks. Long Beach. I see people on the beach, and I would say less than fifty percent are wearing masks. And and they're, they're they're. I hate to use a phrase, social distancing. They're staying apart from other people. But I don't see that many people. The, the vast majority of people are not wearing masks. Mm out where I am and there's no animosity there's nobody uh, giving you a no, sideways look it's
2: different this is you know like in New York City for example there's a lot of animosity there's tons of sideways looks especially in the upper west side and I would say of the thousands and you don't see thousands I'm sure thousands of people I saw in Central Park last night I would say 60 to 70%
1: wearing masks you know it's funny uh, uh, I don't know uh, this year you're going to have on the beach people wearing uh, masks and not much else that's it yeah, you know, and there'll be other... Uh, no bathing suits? Well, yeah, at certain beaches, right? Not Coney Island. You don't want to see that. Fire know. Island. <laughs> Fire Island. They'll be wearing masks and uh, everything else will be out in full view. Oh, that'll be great. Germs flying all over the place. Right, they don't care about that. That's okay. Though, yeah, that's right? all right. <laughs> I was listening to the
3: radio. I heard a soul.
2: This is perfect. Eddie Money, I want to go back. I want to go back. Go back to where it used to be. Before we take phone calls at 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Two great guests stopping by today, and I kind of go over that story again from yesterday. Let me, uh, uh, this lady just tweeted me, her name is Patty Gridley, and this is in response to my tweet, which says, I'm not wearing a mask outside and uh, Patty says, I really don't understand your aversion to safety. Not everyone is young and healthy like you. My husband was a powerful, healthy weightlifter. He now has pulmonary fibrosis. No fault of his. I'd hate to lose him because someone else is careless. Is my response. I'm not careless. I'm educated. If your husband, God bless him, is vulnerable, he should stay home. I shouldn't have to. And by the way, the odds of me getting him sick outdoors is minuscule to none Time for the
1: ignorance and paranoia to stop. Good luck to him. Stay well. Good luck to him, indeed. And I think he knows, and he should know, and uh, she should know by now, that if he is vulnerable like that, he should be staying home. And there's no way, if he stays home, that he's going to catch anything from anybody else. From you, for example. Right, exactly. Especially outdoors, in a park, when you're walking around. The bottom line is that... uh, I mean, uh, that 99% of the uh, people who have died from this, uh, ni- I, 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 I believe the figures. No, 90, it's 96%. It's, or what, whatever, it's 95 to 99, yeah, they're yeah. either elderly or they had a pre-existing condition. Correct. That's a fact. That's a fact. So 96%. Anybody, anybody else is fine, can go to work. Those people should stay home. Right, the, your I mean, husband should stay home. Your <laughs> husband, the elderly should be protected. They should all be secluded and stay home and get this economy going because... A lot of other things are going to happen, unintended consequences from the shutdown, the lockdown, like a depression, like uh, the domestic abuse, like these idiots letting out uh, prisoners from Rikers Island, uh, using the the coronavirus as an excuse, all these things. I mean, let's just, life has to go on. Has, has to, to go, go on. on.
2: So again, just to go over the story quickly, because we'll open the bones and walking through the park yesterday, about six o'clock last night, gorgeous night, nearly 70 degrees and sunny. Me, Danielle, Ava, and Gabe did a two and a half mile walk, east side, west side, the whole Central Park. And we're exiting the park. I'm just about uh, on the way home. And some gentleman is walking in the street, big guy, much bigger than me, African-American guy. And he stops in his tracks. And it's, he's like right in front of me. And he goes, hey, will you mask? And at that point, I had two choices. I could just keep walking with my family. But you know me. I'm a, you know, I'm a Brooklyn kid. I got a, I got a bad temper, and I'm immature. So I'm like, hey, buddy, 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 don't worry about me. Mind your own business. You wear your mask, good for you. And I kept walking. So Danielle got furious because she looked at
1: that like, I'm about to start a fight with this guy. Yeah. And I had my kids with me. You should have said to him, hey, where are your crutches? The ones you're going to need after I break your legs. <laughs>
2: I should have done that, but I I already got in trouble just for answering the guy back. But that's not the point. The point is, if you want to do that stuff, that's fine. Stop imposing your will on me, because I can give you more concrete facts to support my argument than you can. All you're going to give me is what Governor Cuomo said yesterday, or what the idiotic mayor said yesterday, or what Bill Ritter or Liz Cho said yesterday. I'm going to give you facts, numbers of people that have gone down 80% in hospitals. The death rate cut more than in half over the last week. I'm going to give you facts about what will happen to this country if we continue to shut down the economy, keep people out of work, from the mental
1: depression to
2: the actual people that jump off buildings. I'm going to give you uh, facts. to the
1: women getting beat up by uh, crazy husbands. Right. And, you know, all, and, uh, a million things. I'm um,
2: not I, interested in, in this can, in this propaganda nonsense from your Democrat governor, mayors, and, 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 and these folks that are very comfortable <clears throat> shutting all this down, and maybe it's not all about ruining Donald Trump's election uh, possibilities in November. Maybe they like being on TV, maybe they really feel they're doing the right thing. Maybe they really do. They're not. They're not.
1: That's the bottom line. They're not. No, they're not. And again, science backs our side up. I believe the scientists are out there saying the same thing. The stats that I that, that you throw out there, the the average healthy person has nothing to fear. Correct. And again, the uh, projections were way overblown. The uh, New York City was the only really hot spot in the metro area, the the, the tri-state area. Yeah, you had others. They weren't n- not nearly as bad as what was projected and, and uh, you know anticipated. There weren't these rolling hot spots like they thought, like people were saying. First, it's going to be New York, and then it's going to be Louisiana, then it's going to be Michigan. Michigan and Louisiana had their problems, but nothing, nothing compares to New York. No, no,
2: no. We have like 23,000 dead. They
1: have like 1,000, maybe 2,000. And, of course, uh, in New York, the downward trend is dramatic. It's dramatic. It's actually subsiding very, very rapidly. The ships are leaving. The hospitals are closing down. It's time to open up. Agreed. I
2: totally agree. And that's what we've been saying here. And we've been saying this really from uh, almost the very, very beginning. We've been very consistent in how we felt about how the country reacted, how certain cities and states reacted, and we haven't really moved from that, Bernie and I. Uh, so at the very least, you can think, well, morons, that's fine, but at least we're consistent. <laughs> here is Larry Flatbush, Line 6. Good morning, Larry.
8: Yeah, good morning. I, I normally agree with you guys. I've got to tell you something. You're really way off course here because – this is look. While I agree with the with the fact that there's more important things than being scared, like opening up the economy. This is a mental health issue. You cannot decide for everybody else when they feel what they feel comfortable. Well, that's, doing.
2: Larry, that's what I just said. When when I walk out of the park not wearing a mask, don't ask me where my mask is. That's my position. I don't want to wear one. If you want to wear one, God bless you. It's stupid. I mean, the vitamin D in no, no, the no, sunlight. No, no, no. It's stupid, no right. Larry. Larry, it's stupid. Listen. You need the sunlight. You need the vitamin D. It's stupid.
8: You don't need it. Let me tell you why it's not stupid. Let me tell you why it's not stupid, okay? Because, because there are people that have intellectualized this beyond you, and they know this could be biological warfare on, on, on the part of we, China. We already know that.
2: We already know that. But we know whether it's biological warfare or not is no longer an argument. But what we're arguing is, how are you going to catch this virus? If you're walking in the uh, park uh, next to us. me and you're wearing a mask, you're not going to get sick from me. That's a fact.
1: So what are you wearing a mask for? There are no facts established. All right, Larry, thank you for the call. Thank you. We're, keep wearing it. It's fine. Larry, listen to the science. The uh, The <laughs> virus doesn't survive outdoors in, in open spaces. It just doesn't. It does not. In, indoors, yes. Subways, yes. Uh, grocery I w- stores. I wear it on the, I'm it on the grocery store. But the outdoors, don't. it does not. The science does not back you up on that.
2: And now, now, pe- People are saying, citizen, wear a mask. That's not true. Like Bernie just said, I take the subway back and forth every day. I'm at the highest risk. And I do wear a mask. When I go into a store, I wear a mask. I do wear it. Not because... The governor governor tells me to because I believe that in those confined areas, it is a bit dangerous. Right. So I wear it. But I'm not going to wear
1: it outside. The science tells you you can't get it. But here's where you took it too far the other day is when you went up to somebody and you said, hey. Why are you wearing a mask? I did do that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if people want to wear a mask, <laughs> let them wear a mask. That's true. I did do that. It's I got furious. Afraid, you know? You're, you're right. They're, they're, they're listening. They're, they're buying into the paranoia, the fear-mongering. Yeah. But uh, they're, they're entitled to but
2: it. I, but I feel like at that point they're empowering the mayor and the governor and they're making people like my own family believe well, that this be, is
1: true. But that's their right. They can well, do I that. Know. Without you no, you're right. harassing them. Guilty as I made charged. I mean, so... Uh,
2: Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. My hands are up. You see? So you got a little
1: (laughs) bit, you got some karma yesterday when that guy got all up in your mush. I did.
2: You're right. That's exactly what that was. Karma's a bitch. Just live
1: and let live. Okay. Bruce is in. Or or, or (laughs)
2: die. All right. Uh, Bruce is not there. Let's go to, um, let me see. Let's go to Mario in Brooklyn, line one. Hey, Cindy.
8: Listen, uh, I was going to say, um. You know, it's pretty dangerous, the city. We know what it's like. So uh, even the anti s you know, they go after Jewish people. But if you walk around with a black shirt, a white collar, and carry a Bible and rosary beads, who's going to bother you?
2: <laughs> You're saying that they're not going to bother you if you dress like a, a Christian, but the Jews, they, yeah. uh, they're singling out the Jews. Hey, listen, I mean, do you think, Bernie, on a serious note, not you, do you think when Bill de Blasio does send out that warning that he sent out yesterday to the Hasidic people, the Jewish people, this is, is he, that
1: an anti-Semitic remark? Well, I got to tell you, it's a tone deaf one. This is what he says. Uh, my message to the Jewish community and all the communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. Now, just think about that. My message to the Jewish community, the time for warnings has passed. Hmm. Where might you have heard that before? Hitler. <laughs> he did cover himself by saying, "and all communities. Yeah, great. But, uh, you know, I mean, take it easy with the, uh, you know, with the, the tough guy act with the Jews that in the wake of the anti-Semitism that has occurred. And by the way, that uh, funeral that they're talking about with the Jews... They're Hasidic Jews, very religious. Some rabbi died. Rabbi that was- Chaim Merz, not just some rabbi. Chaim Merz. Okay. well, that was coordinated with the NYPD yes. for, uh, like, days. They knew this was coming since the guy died. They went to the police, and they said, look, we're going to be doing this. Now, they did get too close together. May- 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 who knows why? But they did so with the uh, flyover yesterday as well. You know, and they were were wearing masks. I know, you know, I know, it's maybe know. not a good in... idea. Maybe it's a good—I don't know. Whatever it is, yeah. but uh, the De Blasio's tough guy act. Take your tough guy act to the bums, the vagrants who are peeing in the subways, and where the medical, the, the, the frontline oh, professionals have to travel to get to work to you. save people's lives. Right. Use your tough guy act on them. I tell
0: you, I got to hand it to Bernie.
1: Me
2: too. That's a great. Thank you, Bernard. Thank you very much. Well, it's my pleasure. You get the truth right here on Bernie <laughs> and Sid. That's why we're the best.
0: Sugar. it, huh?
2: DJ, yeah.
3: man, I would a man allowed to make him moan. <laughs> right? uh. I would a man allowed to make him moan right? <laughs> express. I would a man allowed to make you scream monster, right?
4: uh, yeah. Mr.
1: Back here on the Bernie and Sid show, everyone on the 77 WABC app, you have Shaggy. Love Shaggy. Sounds like he's straight out of Kingston, Jamaica, right?
2: He's a little bit. Kingston,
1: man, nice. Yeah, i a Montego on.
2: Bay guy, but... Kingston, but he's, uh,
1: he's, he's a Valley Stream. Yes. A former Marine from <laughs> Valley Stream.
2: <laughs> 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 you well, know, One thing before we get to the call is Bernie and I were kind of laughing last break. And, I'm, you know, during the breaks, all I do is fight with people on Twitter. During the, the show, all I do is fight. You know, Bernie's a little more... Uh, you know, he's a little diplomatic, more diplomatic you know. So I'm, I fight all day. Like I said, I had a fight last night coming out of Central Park. I fight with Danielle. I'm fighting all day about this, this virus. And, <laughs> very funny. Bernie said during the break, goes, You know, that a lot of our detractors, and there's a lot of them out there that listen every single day, they are hoping and praying that Bernie and I get this virus and die. They can't wait. They see, can't wait. To to see they see a, a, a
1: title in the New York Post. Right. You know, two radio idiots who railed against safety precautions die from coronavirus.
2: You, you laugh, but people like Lisa Olsen, oh, a former absolutely. New York Daily Listen. News writer, she, she, every it, day it that so we up for work and we look good and feel good, they hate it. They hate it. We're yes. on the subway, we're in Penn Station, we're in Madison Square Garden. Our families are healthy. Look, I know a lot of people, a lot of people. I don't know one person, not one, that I'm close to that's gotten this virus. And and, and the people I know well. are active. They go outside, they do all these things. I don't know one.
1: Yeah, well, we know Patrick, yeah. right. Patrick McEnroe. Patrick right. McEnroe, Phil Foglia. No, he, he passed, passed away. away. But, but right. anyway, listen, uh, they, they're hoping we die. There's no doubt they about it. They want us to that's die. That's a fact. Yeah. Listen, but then, then again, it works two ways. What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> just leave it at that. Look, it may speak- be worth
2: it, though, if we die, because it'll, it'll be kind of cool to we'll be on the cover. That right, we'll that's what you said. He,
1: really- he actually <laughs> said that to me. Sid said it might be worth it just for a little bit of fame.
9: Hey, do you understand?
1: So that? listen, let me you just see it. let me get to this. This uh, speaking of <laughs> fake news, uh, this Yahoo reporter, the president was taking questions. He was sitting with the, the very successful Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, successful in fighting this uh, coronavirus. No big uh, emergency down in Florida, despite the fact that they have more people in their state and a larger elderly population. However, the president took a question from a reporter from Yahoo News. Take a listen.
10: President, overall, South Korea has done
1: five times more tests than the U.S. per capita. Why is that? I don't think that's true. That, that is true. And you I said this morning that the White House said the
3: U.S. passes South Korea in virus testing. Who are you with? Uh, Yahoo who, News. And it's not true per capita. Uh, do you want to respond to that? Do you, if you have the numbers? Dr. Burke.
0: South Korea's testing was 11 per 100,000, and we're at 17 per 100,000. Right. So. Are
3: you going to apologize, Yahoo? That's I'm why you're a Yahoo. Nobody knows who that okay. you are.
1: Go ahead. Let's Based go, on Jeff, the numbers I've, I've this, seen, that's, that's why my... nobody knows who you are, including me. Go ahead, Mr. President. Just check it again. Okay. You ought to get your facts right before Wait, you.
5: Well, we have had we have, right, have yeah. had courtier when okay, well, your facts right, are wrong. Yeah. Fake
1: news. Now listen, that guy actually apologized later in the day. He did apologize. He put yeah. out a tweet Good. and he said, uh, "Yeah, I got it wrong." But but you see how insistent and nasty he was. But you know what? It's
2: kind of like, it's kind of like when you're in a courtroom. I remember when um, our friend Jason Williams was on trial for shooting the limo driver. Okay. Yep. So we had one incident in the backyard of his house. His former teammate, Florida basketball player Dwayne Shinsis, actually saw him in the backyard with his dogs and a gun. And Dwayne Shinsis was in court one day and he told that story. And Jason Williams, attorney, said, Strike that. That has nothing to do with this. And they did strike it. They did did not allow it. But here's the problem. The jury already heard it. You can strike it. So yeah. people who watch it on television, they don't know this guy. Apologize no, no, right, later. Exactly. The jury already heard it. That,
1: in fact, a lot of journalists jumped on it and said uh, Trump, uh, you know, unnecessarily clobbered a guy for pointing out the facts, and the guy was wrong. And he apologized later on. Now, Dr. Burks was sitting right there. Trump got frustrated. He said, "Dr. Burks, you take it," and she straightened him out. Yesterday on the View, they were talking about Dr. Burks. Listen to this: these magpies, these vicious, ugly, hateful magpies. Uh, Joy Behar and Sonny Hostin talking about Dr. Burks.
11: I feel like at this point she's less of a doctor and more like uh, an elderly care nurse to this guy. Sonny,
1: you think that uh, Dr. Burks is
3: is, uh, part of the problem?
11: I do. I do think she's part of the problem, and it gives me no pleasure to say that. You can't be complicit in a time like this, Dr. Burks. And and, and so um, I think she has become part of the problem.
1: Now, this woman uh, did 24 years active duty as a colonel. In the United States Army she raised she reached the rank of colonel she's in the uh, reserves now. she worked on a global AIDS, the global AIDS uh, epidemic. She worked in Africa, she worked all over the place. She was appointed <laughs> to the government her government position by B- B- Barack Obama, right and yet she's just trying to do it she's doing yeoman's work, she's doing incredible work every bit as much as Dr. fauci and these witches because uh, i don 't know because she 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 corrected a Yahoo reporter right. Well, I don't know what the hell. It is. Well,
2: because she she happens to be she's with Trump and she likes Trump and well, she's knows on if Trump's she likes side. Trump.
1: She she's, she's, to me she's black and white. She she calls them as she sees them. I agree with you. That's no, what it sounds. like. I don't like. know why you would rip her. It makes no sense. I mean, no whatever sense. happened to empowering women? Like like glorify this lady. I mean, that say look, this is a woman who's leading the White House, a uh, task force against coronavirus, very very successfully. I might add. I mean, how that and by the way, and where where is that sentiment? Hey, she's a colonel in the uh, Army Reserve. They reserves. don't even know that. Remember, join- remember, it- Cur- remember Colonel Vindman? Yeah, of course. And they and they were like, oh, yeah, he's a colonel in the of Army. Course. And they treated him with this disrespect. Remember when he was at the impeachment hearings? Mr. Vindman, you testified in your deposition that you did not know the whistleblower. Uh, ranking member, it's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, an and the idiot. media jumped all over it. They I were remember. like, yes, yeah. show him some respect. He's Lieutenant Colonel Vindman. Well, You hear that, ladies on the view? But, but not with uh, you know a woman here well, because she's standing on the podium. She shares next the to... stage with Trump. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, Joy, Behar, Sick. Joy Behar
2: really should be fired. And I mean that sincerely. She, if she did this type of stuff on the other side of the aisle, she'd never work again. She
1: she is one of the really nasty, one of the most she nastiest. R- 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 She's r- right up there. You ain't lying. We're quickly, Byron is in the Bronx. Good morning to you, Byron.
3: How are you guys? Hey, Bernie and Sid, you guys got a great show. I listen to you all the time. Listen, I want to tell you, I was looking at PBS last night, as I always do, and I, I saw a broadcast out of Sweden, and they were interviewing their version of Dr. Fauci there, who says that, Their approach is to protect those who are most at risk, which would mean the elderly and those with uh, uh, underlying conditions, and let everybody else alone. And and eventually their immunity will kick in pursuant to this thing called
2: uh, herd immunity. Uh, We've talked about herd immunity on this show now for a month. You didn't need PBS. You needed needed Bernie and Sid. I hear you. you. And And we we believe that's the case. We we, we want, listen, staying inside is not going to beat this virus. It will for a couple of weeks or a couple of months because nobody goes outside. Then as soon as you go outside, we're going to have issues. The way to beat this virus is herd immunity. Let people get exposed to it. Let people build up their antibodies to it, so when it does come back again in the fall, it's not going to affect anybody.
1: It, it, the people who get it and survive it will block it, will stop the right. transmission. And that's how you develop herd immunity. It's an age-old concept that works. It works. And Sweden has employed it. Sweden never locked down they're doing better than, uh, than half of Europe. They're not uh, – death, uh, the, the death toll-wise, they're not as uh, successful as their Nordic neighbors, but as opposed to the U.K., Belgium, France, Italy, Spain, they're doing way better. I mean, and plus, they're almost agree? at the uh, stage of herd immunity a couple of weeks away from it. Right.
2: So we're going to stay inside here, and then eventually when we go outside, yes. we're going to be faced with the same problem we That's had three right. months
1: ago. Exactly right. doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. Unless we get a vaccine. But, uh, you know, look, they never got a vaccine for AIDS. They never got a vaccine for SARS. So we can't wait for a vaccine. Herd immunity, that's the way to go. From the great album, Unforgettable Fire,
2: this is U2 Pride. What are talking about, man? Blast some you too, this in the name of love, and go outside and get some fresh air. Stick your finger up to the mayor and the governor. This is not martial law, folks. Some of you are living like it's martial law. This is not martial law. They can recommend something. By the way, Bernie and Sid heard everywhere, free, mind you, on the 77 WABC app. Everywhere, 77 WABC app. They, they cannot tell you what to do. Now, if you believe what they're saying is, is, is good, and you really believe that you can get people sick outdoors, and all, then fine. God bless you, I mean you're stupid, you're ignorant, but that's fine
1: well you're allowed to be ignorant in the united states it's 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 not it's not against the law it's not there's a difference of opinion for sure, and each side it's valid uh but uh, there's science to back up the fact that the the, the 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 virus does not survive outdoors that's it does not survive yeah but we mean in, the, in the, the open
2: air no but th- th- that's 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 arguable, right?
1: That's not... That, that, there well, are people- you'll have some scientists say Yeah, that, but if uh,
2: somebody sneezes right in your face, yes. You know, then, then yes, you will get it. Right. There's and-
1: no, no question, indoors, that could happen. Correct. Outdoors, it's a much uh, a, a shakier a murky, proposition. A little murky, it's yeah. just, it, In other words, if it's you're open, you're out, you're running past somebody, I mean, you got a little breeze and the sun is shining... You're not going to catch any coronavirus. Catch no, no. Here
2: is uh, my old neighborhood. I went to Poly Prep right there, Bay Eight Street, Diker Heights in Brooklyn. Here's Joe. Good morning, Joseph.
3: Good morning. Uh, there's a tape that George Carlin has out. It's on YouTube. It talks about the journey. It talks about everything you're talking about, but he did many, many years ago. Yeah,
2: we played it a couple of times. It's hilarious. You
3: did? All right. Yeah. And also, what I do is I live... Uh, I did a Verrazano Bridge. I walked down to the
2: Verrazano Bridge. You're right there Road, out there by Shore Road, right, Joe? Right by Shore yeah, Road? right Shore Road. Oh, it's yep. beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful.
3: I was there yesterday from 10.30 in the morning till 3 o'clock. I take the sun, I get my vitamin D. Perfect. I get the sun, and I get a tan. So and I you get some,
2: some exercise the as There well. you go. Probably you get a sun, you get a tan, you feel great, you look great like I do this morning. You're not sick. You're not walking around with a mask on. All you, you're just propelling this fear. Good for you. How old are you, Joe?
3: I'm um, 78. I met you Veterans Day. You and Bernie, uh, Veterans Day near the stand, and I spoke to you. Not- oh, yes.
1: Oh, uh, that was great. He's, yes. a, he's a Vietnam veteran. Yeah, That's this right. is the guy, Joe. Good to talk to you it's again, Joe. It's great to talk Stay, to stay all right. healthy. God bless you. Uh, take all care, on. guys. Well, let's
2: take go care. back to Brooklyn. Let's stay in Brooklyn, my favorite borough. Here's Jim. Here's our good buddy, Brooklyn Line 5. Good morning, Jimbo.
0: Hey, good morning, fellas. Greatest show ever. Thank Every you. Every day. Thank you. change nothing. Change nothing, said, right? Change nothing. Nothing. Thank Give it you. To them. There are three species in life. There are women, there are men, and there are real men. Category three for both of you guys. Enjoy Behar's DNA. Metropolitan Avenue grew up in the flats, was ostracized in that community. She was nasty as a kid. She's still nasty. She has a lumberyard on her shoulder. She's, she is,
1: a she's, she's a butt-tooth witch. She really, she's really ugly on the inside. She's and uglier the on the inside than she is on the Ooh, outside. Oh, I don't know. That's close, Bertie. Oh, she, I, I, listen, I'm not even. I, I don't even care what she looks like on the outside. <laughs> she know. is. She is de- dec- decrepit on the inside. Hater, terrible. Hate her. I know. Hater, poison is hate full of bile and hates a very, very strong I mean, word to, to go after Dr. Burks. What I mean, are you kidding me? Right. Like she's the most harmless woman. She's doing she's, she the service she's performing right now with all good intentions. She never takes a pull and puts any politics never. into anything she says. I haven't heard it. And they're attacking her,
2: but but as soon as she walks on stage and shares a podium with Trump, they... That's that's politics. That
1: that, that, that doesn't excuse it, though. That does Ah, not— I'm on your side. A uh, 24-year army person. She rose to the rank of colonel, for God's sakes. And she was appointed by Obama to a government position. She worked uh, fighting AIDS in Africa for years and years. And now, just because she happens to be fighting a pandemic, because and then Trump is the president, yeah, you're going to take this lady down, Joy Behar? Well, she's not taking her down. Who cares? She, she tried.
2: Well, who cares? God, I mean, everybody knows that Joy Behar is the most hateful person on television. Maybe worse. In
1: fact, she is worse than
2: any MSNBC or CNN. Well, either. How about uh, that? Listen,
1: uh, the, you, you got her and the other, the, the other magpie, Sonny Hostin. They're all piling on a woman who should be celebrating. Whoopi right
2: Goldberg now. is no better. Whoopi Goldberg asked Hostin that question in very leading fashion. If you go back and listen, Whoopi basically fed it to her, right? Like she's bad, right? like I, I, she's, I didn't see it. Oh, so if well, you, we played it. You could hear it. You could hear Whoopi asked the question. It was very, very leading. Very leading. Let's go to what Jerry. They all suck. They do. On Staten Island, on line two. Good morning, Jerry. How are you, pal?
7: Yes, good morning, Sid. How are you doing? I uh, respectfully, I'm up, you. uh, have to disagree a little bit. Okay. I mean, I kind of agree with you on your, uh, discussion about walking what, with your family, in Riverside. Guy should have mind his own business, but right. I'm dating a, a, a registered nurse out of Jersey and, uh, I know. you know, she, uh, just the other night, she works a night shift. She treated six patients, COVIDs, hmm. uh, two of them, uh, Oh, one of the two, uh, one of the six, actually it was a young uh, man. He was playing soccer. He was only twenty-three years did he, old. Did he die? Did he die got he, they had to send him to the mainland hospital yeah. because he had whiteout in the lungs. Did he die? And eventually, he did die. He did yeah. die. He okay. had to, Look! Look, look, look. I'm not,
2: look! I'm not saying young people don't get sick, but I'm, I'm giving you a statistic. It. I'm giving you a statistic that Jerry. It doesn't matter how many patients your girlfriend sees; it is an actual statistic. Ninety-six percent of folks that die from this are old with pre-existing conditions. So this young man. I agree. I so, the, agree. so there are four percent that are like the young man your girlfriend saw. But yeah. I, I can't shut down the country I, for four percent. I
7: agree. I agree. One hundred percent. I myself just run or ride a bike to take up the time lost here that we're shut in. Yeah, But it's the lunatic mayor and governor and also the imbecile over in New Jersey, the governor. Oh, but, Phil Murphy, he's just I mean, as
0: bad, yeah. I mean, the
7: guy, he just usurps properties.
2: I but. mean, look, the fact is, Jerry, thank you for your phone call. God bless you. Your girlfriend, God bless her. She's a hero. Thank, thank her, please, from Bernie and I for all of her service. They're a lot closer to it. Like, we see stories every couple of weeks now of a medical person killing themselves. Uh, God rest our souls, because they're a lot closer to it. So you have to understand, if you're a doctor or a nurse or work at these hospitals, it really does feel like the apocalypse. It does. I get it. That's where they are. That's what they see every single day. But uh, But that's not not what society is. And and,
1: and look, that's subsiding as well. There was a doctor from uh, St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. He wrote a piece in the uh, New York Post yesterday about how, look, uh, we've been through hell and it crest it peaked and it's uh, it's subsiding now it's time to open up that was a doctor from St. Barnabas Saint and Barnabas. by the way i've seen a a, a yeah. stat you say 96% i've seen a, i've seen a stat that shows it's higher there's really? only 1.9% of the population wow. that that are not elderly or with a pre-existing condition even better that are Fatally uh, uh, impacted by this uh, coronavirus, only 1.9 percent. Even better, and that's a—it's still a horrible number. I agree. But you can't shut down the society Not because it, because of the unintended consequences of doing. Shutting down the society could be a, or will be a lot worse than what the, whatever the coronavirus is going to do.
2: No question. I was talking to a guy yesterday. He lived on 64th and Bay Parkway. I used to date a girl who lived on 61st and Bay Parkway. That, of course, would be the, uh, the great uh, little place called Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. We're going to go there right now. Line six. Steve is in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Good morning, Stephen.
0: Good morning, gentlemen. I just want to tell you guys, I told the screen, and when I listen to you guys every morning, it's just sitting, like sitting on the stoop in the old neighborhood talking to my friends. So oh, thank wanted- you. Where, bit- where are you. Where
2: are you in Bensonhurst? I used to spend a lot of time on 61st and Bay Parkway. 77th
0: Street and 18th Avenue. Nice. 18th Avenue.
1: Look at you, Stevie. That's a big compliment. Thank you, Steve, <laughs> to say something you like
0: listen, that. Listen, real quick, one thing. The greatest thing about listening to you guys is I never have to hear the words Deirdre, Wyatt, or Rodeo again.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey.
2: Ah, oh, the poor eye, man. Hey, now. Yeah. We're going to find out he was the first person to die from this, I guarantee Shh, you. Shut I up, miss- you mar- <laughs>
1: It's very positive. It look, was December in Texas. Talk, you, it's not crazy. You talk about somebody was susceptible, who what, is with at lung high problems, risk, right? Yes, uh, elderly and uh, you respiratory know respiratory issues, lugging, lugging around an oxygen tank. Right. I mean, God bless them, rest in peace. But uh, who knows? I mean, maybe some, you know, some Chinese uh, tourists. <laughs> Was in ah. in Texas early indeed because it, it broke out in maybe in November in right. New Wuhan.
2: No, he could he could it could actually be the case. One more call here quickly. Line two, Mary. She's in Garden City this morning. Another lovely place. Good morning, Mary.
11: Hey guys, love you. Love your show. Thank you. We love you. As a nurse, I have to make a comment here. And Bernie. You know, I love you to death, but I don't trust this, Dr. Burke.
1: But why not? You
11: know, the whole thing about wearing of the mask is just, it's just insane. And, you know, my two boys, God love them. One was supposed to graduate from Chaminade. The other one from uh, college. Their graduations are a mess now. And, and, you know, I know there's a lot of suffering, but this is really sad. What they're doing is they're impacting our quality of life.
1: These people are losing their jobs, losing their businesses. Something's got to stop. Yeah, no, we agree. Look, we, look Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci, may uh, they were the ones who made the recommendations late in the game, by the way. But they're the ones who suggested that all these uh, sh- draconian shutdowns.
2: Well, that's why she says uh, that's why she's upset with you because you like Dr. Burks because she feels like Dr. Burks has infringed on her son, her life. That right. She's out well, there uh, screaming yeah, but,
1: every day the sky is going to fall. And, and, but uh, based on the uh, uh, projections, the modeling that she was reading, that's what she was uh, uh, basing her advice on, her recommendations on the modeling, which was faulty. Now we now know it was faulty. They didn't know back then it was faulty. And so that's why they took these actions. Maybe so, they should have thought about it a little more, perhaps, but and again. It was the governors as well. The governors took these actions. No, it, you know, it, it, right. the president uh, put out guidelines. The the White House task force put out guidelines, but the governors. No, no, but are but the but, ones but, who shut down but, the but states. But we
2: are critical of the governors all the time. We bash Cuomo. We bash Phil Murphy. This but, lady saying to you, if you're going to bash all of them, why are you defending no, Dr. I, Burks? I'll tell
1: you because they, they're slamming her on the basis of her association with the president. Not look, the woman has done 100. She's done uh, incredible work. Her career was dedicated to public service. Rose to the rank of colonel. Again, was fighting AIDS in Africa for years. She's a, a brilliant doctor, and she thought she was do- whatever. She thought she was doing the right thing, but they're not hitting her on that. They're hitting her just because she happens to share the stage with President Trump no while we're fighting this pandemic.
2: I Meanie's got this uh, beard now. He's he's uh, the, the producer of the board up. He's a very integral part of this program. He's like Ringo Starr. He's the fourth Beatle.
1: It's a very sloppy-looking beard.
2: That's what I think. And, it, you know, it's getting hotter outside, and it looks uncomfortable and itchy. It does. And, it,
1: looks, uh, right? it looks like you, you belong in Alabama. Oh, man. Either that or... Or, or, or Brooklyn.
2: Or, right, Jersey City. Where you know, I live. With a couple of blueprints on how you're going to knock down the next building. Oh, God. You, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah no, Not it, all Muslims it, it, are mostly good. They're listen, mostly good. you, oh, you do it does resemble uh, a little bit. Yes, it, it does. You could be, uh, you know, Matthew Taliban, right. Matty Ma- Taliban, or James Harden, if
2: you want to be a, an NBA star. You're absolutely right. It doesn't itch, um, but but it girls is, can't like that. It's got to itch you know, them. Honestly, you, get, and you know,
9: it, it's not in the the beard part. Is I'm fine. It's not itching or anything. The mustache I'm it, eating now. The food it, gets in it. No, it, not, not only does it get in it, but when I go to like bite, you know, the the hair hanging over my lip gets, you know, right. Oh, I'm like pulling on mist. my lip. No,
2: I know. I actually found a Cheerio in your mustache from it, like six look, days ago. I
9: mean, it's it's stuff <laughs> like that. Uh,
1: he calls it a tickler. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> a tickler tickling right. thighs. I know, but, but, but look, you don't know bacteria live, lives yes, in your that's true, Very true, too. but yeah. as
9: I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm not going to shave and open up my, you know, pores and whatnot to anything else. Well, why uh, not? But, I don't want to to get sick or make anybody else sick. Oh,
2: my God. Another just crazy. See the craziness? And he's a smart kid. I love Matt to death, but he's not going to shave. He's going to allow all this bacteria and disease to live on his face. So he's not going to shave because he's afraid his pores may get hit by some healthy sunshine. No, that
9: uh, that sunshine, I'm fine. With. I'll go outside and do that. But uh, the point I'm making, I've also, if you're gonna say like it's full of bacteria, it's been full of bacteria for weeks now, and nothing's happened. Nobody's gotten sick, or I haven't gotten sick. Well, so
2: you're just making my point for me. Thank you. Because young people like you, and you're not there in great shape. There you go. Shape, that's you know, fine.
4: Yeah,
1: absolutely. You're not going to get sick. Thank you're you. are right. Plus, we get into a fight with one of the vagrants downstairs, they have something to grab. they grab your beard <laughs> and, <just laughs> and throw you around like you a You laugh.
9: You're, you laugh. You're absolutely right. Because when it comes down to you're in a fight, you're going to grab for whatever you want. You yeah. can't trust these uh, you know bastards.
1: That's why you got to be bald and smooth shaved like Sydney and myself. That's right. I that's got, right. All right. Plus, we
2: look great. Here is uh, Audie <laughs> East Meadow, line five, before we get to the next hour. Audie, good morning.
4: Hey, good morning. I'm just at Eisenhower. Finished up walking the dog. Hope you guys and the families are doing well.
2: Thank you. I got a question.
4: Why don't they show? Why don't
3: they have some grit?
2: We lost you. Why don't they show, what, how many older people are actually surviving? They're making it sound like every old person in this country hey, has died. There was a story <laughs> yesterday, a, a lady, Thank you,
1: 101 years old, 101 years old. Obviously, she survived the pandemic of 1918 if she's 100. Oh, well, she maybe barely survived it. Anyway, she just got coronavirus and survived it I a 101 years old. So it's not as deadly as it once what, we were once told. What do you think the
2: percentage of quote-unquote, old people, and, and whatever number you want to make that, you know, my father will get mad if I say 70 years old, but what do you think the percentage of old people are that have died? 1%? Point five percent.
1: I don't know. I, I don't, really, I don't you, even you know. You
2: would think that every old person in this country. I don't know how anybody's in business in South Florida. No, there was man, another. No, shut down Delray Beach. They're all old people. There, there
1: was another a uh, week or two ago. About a hundred uh, year old man who survived the first pandemic in nineteen eighteen. His uh, for him anyway, the first pandemic, and survived this one as well. Of course. Of course. So, look, it's just, it's just not as deadly. It is infectious, but it's not as deadly. And the good news is that it is very infectious because more people have it. The denominator is a lot bigger, and that means the fatality rate is a lot lower. It's closer to what the flu is. And again, it only impacts older people and people with comorbidities, you know, pre existing conditions. Everybody else gets it and gets better. For the most part,
2: there may be, uh, you know, I guess 3% or maybe 2% of these cases are younger, and maybe they don't have pre-existing conditions. That's 2%, folks. Stop making it seem like we're all at risk. We got a very good writer from the New York Post who's going to echo everything me and Bernie say every single day. That's why she's a good writer. She's coming on next hour. Come on,
1: Pete. Start moving. Got to get me there. Let's do it. We want to walk back to work. Yo. Uh Uh-huh.
2: Somebody told me that yesterday. They're like, the exact mileage from my apartment to to our studios here at Madison Square Garden. It's three and a half miles, which I run three or four days a week anyway. They're like, why are you taking the subways? Why not run? I'm like, you're right. I should get up at 2 o'clock in the morning instead so I can run at like 3.30 in the morning in the black of night. In like the most dangerous spot in America, right? It's it's maybe worse than the subway. They're actually recommending I run well, look, to work every day.
1: You, you could me? do. You could do that. I don't want to sit there and sweat sweating all that.
2: That's gross. Come on.
1: That's not a bad suggestion. I got a shower that's, and coat to sleep with. Shower. You go home when you shower. When you go home later on, you're gonna you're not gonna be mad if I sit here all hey, sweaty, sp- stinking. Speaking of which, you know a lot of people staying home now. They're like, yeah, I don't have to shower. They're, they're showering like every other day. Oh God, no, I you, shower you, more. You no, I, I, you work. You're still working. I'm talking about people at home in their sweatpants who are just, you know. They don't shower? Just blowing it. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. They're just like blowing oh. it off. They're going to get this, you know, the, the normal is going to come back, folks. Well, you see, in, in the meantime, though, yeah, they're, they're not shaving. They're not showering. I
2: know. I see guys look terrible. But like my wife, for example, she's home. I hasn't left the house, God, since March 5th. But she works out. She's got the Peloton bike. So she showers a couple of times a day. She would anyway. She, would, you know, she does her hair. She looks, she looks great. I mean, she, you know, because you really should wake up every single morning as if you do have something to do. Keep her a regimen, right? A so schedule. When it comes back, you know, you're you're kind of more on the swing of things than you know. You're sleeping till noon now, and, and like Bernie said, you're not shaving. You stink. You look like hell. And then all of a sudden, when it comes time to go back to work, it's going to be doubly it's difficult. Be a shock. I shouldn't it's do be that. a
1: shocker. And speaking of going back to work. Uh, Governor Cuomo, yesterday. Oh, by the way, I saw a lot more cars on the road. I mentioned that earlier. I think a lot of people are you know, starting to take the initiative, yeah. defying the ban, and they're going to reopen, go back to work, whatever. Good. Good. We I mean, to do they, that. they don't have to actually you know, <laughs> file an application to go back. Businesses don't have to file any applications. No. They can just reopen. Of course. And if somebody comes along and, and gives them a fine, just like that guy with the boutique at 72nd and Lexington, uh, Peter Elliott. Anyway, uh, the, this uh, Governor Cuomo, the reason why he's slow rolling this reopen, he says, is that he doesn't want to overwhelm the hospital systems. So, and of course, we find out now, and we've been talking about it, the hospitals that were built by the federal government and the ship, the ship is sailing out tomorrow. The uh, Javits Center, the hospitals on Long Island, the hospitals on, in Westchester County that they built, they're closing them up, they're going to leave. Why don't you reopen before the hospitals left? Makes the most sense I've heard, yet. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know what this guy's doing. Is it, is it the attention, or, or what is it? I mean, look, I we have the hospital capacity now. Reopen now, if the hospitals start to get overwhelmed, you have a place to send. And why, why didn't you send the nursing home patients to those hospitals, by the way?
2: He said he, he wasn't allowed or something, or... Maybe he lied. He said I'm not supposed to do that. It's only supposed to go from the hospitals to the nursing. I don't, I don't know. He,
1: no, no, he, he completely lied. Some kind of, I mean, uh,
2: but you make the best point of all. I mean, let's reopen now when we've got the extra artillery, and if God forbid it really does get as bad as you guys are trying to scare the hell out of us it's going to be, then we have these we things have here. it yes, right.
1: Yeah, but but it's not. We I I'm sure it's not going. I really I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to be. We're not going to repeat the the uh, you know the numbers we had a month ago. Eight hundred dying a day. I just, I don't, I don't think, think so, so either. I, I think millions. I, and millions
2: gonna, of us have built up antibodies. And already. plus,
1: people are smart. People are going to do the right thing. We're adults. The, the business owners are adults. They're going to do the, the the social distancing yeah. inside. People will wear masks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. People will still work from home. You get an essential, uh, uh, quote unquote, non essential workers back. Construction workers. You know, roofers, people who work we outside. Need to work. Construction workers Just get everybody to back to work. Agreed. And keep the hospitals here. You should have opened before the hospitals packed up and left that's if a, you're worried about overwhelming the hospitals, That's system. a great point you just made. And I would, speaking of politics, uh, uh, your boy Joe Biden, he's under you're siege. Your boy. <laughs> he's, he's got uh, this woman out there with a credible accusation. And she's a lifelong Democrat. She worked for uh, Biden. She, Tara right, Reid. Tara yeah. Reid. She, she worked for him. We, I played. Her mom called into... Uh, Larry King saying that uh, her daughter was, you know, something happened to her. She worked for a government official. It turns out it was this lady's mother. Third base,
2: just so you know. I am not going to get graphic about this, but third base. Well, if you third know baseball-
1: base. He, he, you know, it was. She's now cl- calling it rape. I mean, he did with, with his hands. Yeah, third base. Yeah. that could be rape. Well, you, you not know, have to have say, intercourse pe- pe- to be rape. That, that's exactly right. So, and she has other contemporaneous accounts. In other words, she told people at the time. Other people, people who are coming forward, who who voted for Hillary Clinton who were uh, inclined to support Joe Biden. So, whatever. You have that. but That's you know, picking up steam. But Listen, I'm
2: starting to think that maybe he, he may not be able to get through this. Well, it that's is picking that, up some steam. And
1: I'm going to get to that because I'm saying my point is going to be this. Stop. Hold your fire. I want this guy to be the candidate oh. because he's horrible. Right. He's, he's, he's a demented right. old, uh, senile old crook. Right.
9: Sleepy Joe.
2: Yes. But here's the problem. It's not the Republicans that are going to do this to him because they feel the same way you do because Trump will lambaste him. It's the Democrats. They know he can't win. They're going to make well, sure this the, gets the, out there, is, there to get
1: him out. That sentiment is is out there, but for the most part. The media is completely ignoring it. CNN, which had the Larry King tape and sat on it until uh, some uh, media research council organization put it out. Uh, CNN never did a story on it. They did, I mean, they did one story, excuse me, last Saturday. That's it. Now, nobody did anything on Sunday. Nobody did anything since then. And they don't ask any of the prospective vice president uh, candidates, uh, Stacey Abrams, uh, you know, Klobuchar, any of these people, when they do interviews, they don't ask these women, women, about these accusations, credible accusations against Joe Biden, so they're covering up. And I'm glad because, like I say, I want to wait and then I want to hold your fire and, the, and then unload in July, August, September when he's the, officially the candidate. I like it. And, and, that, and that goes for the China corruption as well. But, ironically enough, the idiot, the tone-deaf moron Joe Biden holds a woman's town hall yesterday. And uh, both Pelosi and Hillary Clinton have now endorsed Hillary Clinton. This is the two of them endorsing Joe Biden.
5: I'm proud to endorse Joe Biden for president, a leader who is the personification of hope and courage, values, authenticity and integrity.
10: I am thrilled uh, to be part of your campaign to not only endorse you, but to help highlight a lot of the issues that are at stake uh, in this presidential election. I wish you were president right now oh, to yeah, end yeah. the kind of disregard of not only American values, but American institutions, the rule of law, and so much else that is at stake because of the current
1: occupant. So, I mean, I don't know. If, does that help Joe Biden that Hillary Clinton endorses? Yeah, something? of course, because there's you,
2: still a lot, millions of uh, idiots in this country, women and Democrats, who love Hillary Clinton. And, and it's, I am about to tweet this. Uh, there's, there's no doubt that she would like Joe Biden because, as it turns out, we, we keep finding out he's more and more like her husband. <laughs> he's a rapist. Uh,
1: in, in other words, <laughs> and, 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 and she dragged the uh, victims of her husband, the rapist, through the mud. She did. And, of course, she was friends with Harvey Weinstein. All kinds of things. Harvey that, Weinstein. That, how about Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, and her, and, husband. That, and her husband was the, <laughs> yeah. the friend of Jeffrey Epstein. But they did. Her, uh, Bill, and Chelsea stayed at Epstein's ranch out in New Mexico. So, they I mean, Slic- but nobody brings any of this crap up. It's unbelievable. And I'm glad because I want to hold our fire until uh, until July, like I say, August, September, November, whatever. Uh, let Look. Uh, uh, Joe Biden himself. Well, first of all, Hillary Clinton herself said this about believing women. Take a listen to her. I want to
10: send a message to every survivor of sexual assault. Don't let anyone silence your voice. You have a right to be heard and you have a right to be believed. We're with you.
1: Yeah. Unless you're supporting uh, unless you're accusing a Democrat. And then Joe Biden himself. He's got a history of uh, just grabbing women all over the place, smelling their hair, all kinds of crap. Listen to him. About I want to talk two years ago, listen. Talk about gestures of support and encouragement that I've made to women
4: and some men that have made them uncomfortable. I hug people. I I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, "You can do this." But I will be more mindful and respectful of people's personal space,
1: and that's a good thing. I worked my whole life to empower women. So he's got a history. He's very touchy, very, very, uh, very pervy, creepy, 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 with little girls too, and right on camera. Look, there you go. There's the uh, tape. There's a, when she was giving her endorsement. Look at him. He's falling asleep there while she's giving him the endorsement. <laughs> you see him? He's, ta- yeah. he's he's nodding off. He also it's, looks angry. Up. He does like he look like looks
2: angry and tired. He, he's just and- not
1: into it. So that's why I want I want Republicans hold your fire. Stop hammering Joe Biden on this uh, Tara Reid accusation. Until a few months from now, until I he's like the it. actual candidate, because otherwise you're going to get somebody like, uh, you know, Andrew Cuomo, who might have a half a chance. Well, he
2: can fight back at least, yeah. He's got that. And he's got his senses. 1-800-848-somewhat. W-A-B-C, 1-800-848-9222. He, he's got a lot of baggage, but still, <laughs> yeah. he's not demented. Right. He, he knows who he is. Right. He knows his he's own, he's own name.
1: not walking into walls.
2: <laughs> we got two great guests coming up on your phone calls. Keep it right here.
1: I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual
4: relations with that woman.
2: This is uh, Lizzo, Juice, right? Kind of like this song. Uh, This is uh, dedicated to Jill Vitale. Yeah, she likes it. Another song she basically stole from Bruno Mars, but she's good. I mean, she's, she's fat, though, but she's good. Anyway, 825 on your Wednesday morning. Two great guests about to come your way. It's Juice, right? Is that the name of it? Juice or Juiced? Juice. juice. I, I okay, thank you. Thank you. Jews, not Juice. Not Juice. Jews, Not the people that Bill DeBlasio hates. Yes. Who's
1: <laughs> warning. I'm warning you, Jews. Uh, One more, more time. i warning you.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, Jim in New York. He's online five. Good morning, Jim.
8: Hello.
2: Yes, sir. Hi, hi, hi Jim. Jim. How are you, pal?
8: Guys, you guys are awesome. I love you guys. Here um,
2: comes the big uh, butt, uh, though. but.
8: Thank you, Jim. But. Yeah, I some. do have a problem with the way you 're minim- kind of minimizing it. You, like sickness like the flu i 've been a paramedic for thirty two years Yeah, in New York city Yonkers uh, thank you for your Georgetown. service thank you I really have never ever 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 seen anything like this
2: no, no we 're not, not arguing that we 're not arguing that uh, the severity of it, but here are the facts it's and been, your it's, it's, should it's, know this. it's been bad it's been, it's bad. been bad but we, the, we, the we, facts are that we it, it's 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 60 percent. better. it's 60 percent. better. It's, it's it's much better than it is now than it was two or three weeks ago. And even though even though for you, it seems overwhelming, it's the worst thing you've ever seen. Uh, the facts are that four percent or less, maybe two percent of young folks get this. And you can't shut down schools in a world economy based on two to four percent. That's just a fact.
8: You can't do it am
2: Yeah. How am I, I going to get to work? Yeah. I'm healthy.
8: You got, well, you got money. You can get to work.
2: No, no, no. Listen, listen. I'm healthy. You don't have to shut the subway. You got to clean the subways up. That would be nice.
1: you got to shut it down. The subways are a problem. The uh, virus lives on steel. Forty-eight hours. I don't touch anything up there. What are you doing? <clears throat> okay, and I'm just saying. There's only four it, people in the club. What do you got to hold the poll for? But it is a problem. It's a concern. You can't shut them down because then how are the health professionals Correct. going to get to work and everybody else?
2: So the city, Bill De Blasio, <clears throat> and with help from Cuomo, need to clean it up, kick these uh, scumbag homeless people out of there, clean the damn trains, but don't tell me you got to shut them down. People have to get to work. Whether I have money or not, by the way, that, that, that you know, I live paycheck to paycheck. I don't make millions and millions of dollars like I miss. Stop.
1: I need, I need the subways. I need to get to work. By the way, there are, there are medical professionals. He is an EMS guy. There's an emergency physician at St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. And he says he's never seen it the way it's been. Uh, but he says it's peaked. He wrote a, a piece in the New York Post yesterday. This doctor did. And he says it's time to reopen. It has peaked. The worst is over. We've seen it in our own hospital here at St. Barnabas in the Bronx. The worst is over. It's time to reopen. Pat Morgan told us the same thing at Maimonides. The worst is over.
2: Carol Markowitz, this uh, great writer, New York Post. And again, she's a great writer because she agrees with me and Bernie. Uh, She just tweeted I'm going to be on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show right here on WABC. Nice tweet from Carol Markowitz. She's she, coming up next.
1: She's a Brooklyn mom. She's stuck at home and uh, she wants to get the hell out. She wants to get back to work. As, and, as, and, as
2: does most rational-minded, unlazy people. Artie is on Staten Island, online one. Good morning, Arthur.
0: Good morning. How you guys doing? You guys are fantastic. Thank I, you. I, I just got a question. I understand opening up the uh, restaurants and all. Why can't they just put a disclaimer on the front? And
2: to at your own risk. That, well, listen, that's it. It's
1: exactly right.
2: We're put, ad- we're <laughs> adults. It's a free country. Right. Put the tables, four or five tables apart. Cut the capacity uh, by two-thirds or a half. Make sure you have lines. If you have to walk up to some type of uh, counter and order it, that point out you're at least six feet apart, and enter at your own risk.
1: And and there (laughs) there will be some risk. There is risk when you get in your car and you drive. There is risk when you get in the subway and go to a restaurant in Manhattan at night. You might get mugged. You might get murdered. There's risks. There are risks. You can catch tuberculosis on the subways. On any given day from some immigrant, perhaps. Who knows? Who knows? There are risks. I mean, if you, uh, how many people die of cancer every year? People smoke. There are risks involved in everything. Of course. And there are going to be risks in, in, in reopening, but we have to take those risks. We can't shut down because, the, the, again, at uh, the, the risk of sounding trite, the cure is worse than the disease.
2: You go out for dinner, you have a drink or two. Now, you're below .8, so you're not, you're not uh, above legal limit where you can get arrested. But there's a risk involved there. You can still kill somebody. And how many millions of people have a drink or two on a Saturday night? They're not above the legal drunk limit getting their cars. Or, or how many people do
1: that with uh, just co- with a cup of coffee in the uh, little cup holder on the side? He yeah. doesn't need alcohol. It, right. <laughs> accidents happen all the time. People text. Whatever. I'm just saying there are risks involved in everything you do. There will be risks in reopening, but we have to take them. Agreed. And we have to take all the precautions we can and yet suffer some of the downside as well.
2: That's how it works. Jimmy Meatballs on Staten Island. We love this guy. Line 5. Good morning, Jimmy.
7: Say good morning, Bernie. I, I hope everybody's doing all right. Uh, Bernie, right. you got a little sore throat, a little honey with lemon, don't you? A tea with honey and lemon. Listen, what I'm... Use my mouth. Pissed off about, and I don't mean to do this, but the guy that just called you. In the end, it's about money. Well, you got money. You could get to work. What does he know? What you got, or what you don't have, or how far you've come, and the and the leaps and hurdles and bounds that like you went over. It's not about money. It's about greed and power. And Cuomo, that imbecile, useless. What
0: does he want? They love you know, the power. Newsom loves you, the power. You, you, you know what I
1: call uh, Governor Cuomo. Il Duce. Oh, I like that. Il Duce. Right. Instead you about know, Duque from the Yankees? Well, no, no. Instead of uh, Il Duce, Mussolini. The dictator. <laughs> I both. I like it. Il Duce.
2: Well, thank you, Jimmy. You're right about that. Il Duce for now, one. That's how we're going to refer to it as Governor Cuomo.
1: Back here on the Bernie and Sid show, heard everywhere on the 77WABC app. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is a little shot. This morning. That's good stuff from Chad, right?
2: Oh, he just showed a graph. Which was, it was great. It's, yeah. it's not only really a business what we're talking about, but it's, 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 it's orgasmic. Let's put it that it, way. Let's put it that way. Thank you, Chad. We love you. Yes, to death th- we th- love th- you. Th-
1: thanks for the feedback. You're the best. All right. T- take it easy. Take it easy. Listen, on the line with us right now, we've been talking about this all morning. We've been talking about it for weeks now, but she's a great columnist. I read her all the time in the New York Post. Her name is Carol Markowitz. And she, her last column was, uh, I mean, it's it just right on the money. Hit the, the, it's entitled, wait, how long are we supposed to stay on lockdown? That's the question she asked in the headline. And she goes on in the piece to ask a bunch of very relevant and important pertinent questions that are going unanswered. Anyway, let's bring her in. Good morning to you, Carol.
5: Hi. Hi, Bernie and Sid. How are you?
1: We're doing very well, thank you, Carol. And I, I know you're a, a Brooklyn mom. You're stuck in your house. Your kids are your remote learning. Uh, I mean, uh, how is that working out, by the way?
5: It's you know, it's working. Um, you know, I'm th- threatening them a lot, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's happening. Um, you know, I, look, everybody has their tough situation right now. I know. Um, just we just have to power through this and and get to the other side. And we want to know when that other side is and how we get there. Right. And Our elected officials aren't really forthcoming with
2: that you know you talk about your kids i've got an 11 year old son and a 16 year old daughter they're doing the same thing that your kids are carol Mm -hmm. and they're both doing very very well we get beautiful emails every single day but It frustrates me they shouldn't be doing that. My children, like every other child in this city, should be in school. We know the statistics. Little kids, even my son who has a respiratory issue, they don't get sick from this. They don't die from this. No one has really given me a real good reason why our kids have to be at home going through their Internet to go to school and having zero social interaction. I haven't heard one good reason yet.
5: Well, I, I, at this point, I'm just hoping that they go back in September because I get to see this, you know, going on and on where they don't even return to school in the fall. Um, that would be the, just a really giant issue. Oh, I think this year is a loss, and I think we just sort of have to accept that. I don't, I don't know that anything that is going to change at this point. Um, when Mayor De Blasio de- declared that the schools were closed through the end of the year, and Cuomo said, "Oh, well, I decide that," but then never made another comment about it. That's sort of the situation that we're in. I don't think they're reopening this year.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And of course, they're going to do the uh, you know the politically correct uh, thing, and everybody gets an A. I mean, it's just (laughs) it's really ridiculous. But that's uh, we're digressing just a little bit. Uh, Your column. I mean, we did up. I've been saying this uh, for a couple of weeks. We flattened the curve. We slowed the spread. The hospitals were not overwhelmed. Now isn't wasn't that the goal? And now isn't it time to reopen? You get Cuomo saying, "Well, we don't want to we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals." He said that yesterday, mm-hmm. and, right. and and meanwhile, the hospital ship is sailing out tomorrow. So, yeah. uh, I mean, what is what is the answer, Carol?
5: Yeah, you know, I mean, one thing is, I don't understand why why we're waiting until May fifteenth to open areas of the state that were not affected by this. There's small towns all over New York State that didn't have any cases, and we're just holding them hostage and for what? So on May 15th where this finally begins that upstate towns and cities finally get to open and I don't see an end in sight for New York City in that plan.
2: Yeah, but why? I mean, they told us, and Bernie and I say this every single day, we need to see 14 consecutive days of a downward trend. We were losing 800 people a day. Now we're going to be below 300, hopefully, by the end of the day, right? And hospitalizations are down 800%. Intubations are down 700%. I'm with you. I live in New York City, by the way, Cal. I live here and work here. And I am so frustrated. And I've become angry, actually, because I also don't see an end in sight, even though we've done exactly what they asked us to do.
5: Yes, exactly. That's the most frustrating part. Like, what else were we supposed to do? do I mean to be to be cynical for a minute, I think it's really because they don't know people that are hurting by this. I think that all the politicians are getting paid. Their friends are getting paid. They don't know anybody who's not right. sitting home and baking banana bread. They're, they don't know the people that are not getting paid right now, whose businesses are really in danger, whose lives are in danger. And it's, it's a sad state of affairs.
1: It's true. The governor's getting paid. His brother, uh, <clears throat> Chris, is getting paid. And all the, me- right. the media that's rooting for uh, Governor Cuomo, they're all getting paid. And they're on the same page with this. Uh, let's keep the lockdown going on for a little, little, little longer. And anybody, anybody that questions it, as you call it, is uh, they're, they're sh- sort of shaming you somehow or other. Right, right. Uh, uh, but you mentioned the fact that it, they think they seem to think it's a weird poke in the eyes, how you put it, to President Trump.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to ignore that. That's what's happening, right? Trump is urging us, or he wants to open the economy. He he wants to move in that direction, and of course. Their instinct is to say, no, if Trump wants it, I don't want it. So here we are. Um, yeah, I think, you know, when, when somebody says we should stay closed, we need to stay closed, don't open New York, don't open other states. I, I always want to know, are you collecting a check as you say this? Because if you are, I, I, I can't take your opinion as seriously as somebody who's not collecting a check. And there's a real divide there.
2: And there's the overwhelming more people that are not getting a check than the actual amount of people that are sick. Even in this city, in this state, which is the epicenter, it's not even close. And you're right. I tend to find Carol Markowitz, New York Post, terrific, by the way, uh, that the people that are okay with this are either getting very big unemployment checks or they got a stimulus check or their significant other is making a lot of money and they can afford to go through this for three or four months. I've got friends on the other side of the the aisle who have tanning salons and restaurants who can't pay Mm -hmm. their rent. They're bleeding to death. It's It's almost as bad as being on a ventilator And you're right, they don't account for those folks, which are much bigger in number, much bigger.
5: Yeah, there's a lot of people, a lot of businesses that are not going to come back, and a lot of people are really hurting, and I just don't hear them speaking to that. And it's really their main job would be to speak to that and to say what's going to happen to those people and what's going to happen to those businesses.
1: You would think, again, it's trite, but it's true. The cure is is turning out to be worse than the disease. Now, uh, to to segue a little bit, uh, Carol, this Mayor de Blasio, I know you're not a fan, and he, you did tweet something recently. He, he put out a tweet himself about the, uh, re, the Hasidic Jews. They had a, a, right. uh, a funeral for a rabbi who passed away. And by the way, they worked with the NYPD to organize that funeral. Anyway, yeah. he tweeted out, my message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. I mean, when you put out a message like that to the Jewish community, I, I, I sort of recall A similar sentiment somewhere last century. I mean, that was pretty harsh.
5: Yeah, you know, and and also, this mayor is commuting to a different borough to take a walk in the park with his wife and three aides. So it's hard to take him seriously. He really cares about coronavirus. He really cares about social distancing. He wouldn't be behaving this way. And yeah, his language, especially after a year over a year of anti-Semitic attacks daily in New York City. To just blanket blame the Jewish community is a real issue. Yesterday, when the when the planes flew over New York City, and it was so beautiful. Um All these people stopped in the street to watch, and they were all not socially distancing either. And where's the complaint against them? But no, the Jewish community is the one he targeted. And let's be real here. The Jews that he is talking about, the Hasidic Jews of Williamsburg, they're not on Twitter. They're not listening to the mayor on Twitter. They don't use the Internet. I mean, hello.
1: Right, Right, exactly right. No, listen, he is... uh He's the worst mayor ever. He might be the most hated man in America. I got to tell you, be- beside me. he's up there. Oh, yeah, he, he's, he's he, up there.
5: He unites us. Jim he Dolan
2: really and uh, Fred. We have like three of the most hated people in the world here in New York City. <laughs> 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 we do. Hey, listen, you are you are a really great writer. We really Thank uh, you appreciate. So much. it. Thank, Thank you for you. coming on. You be careful and the kids be well and come back Thank again. You for okay. Having me. All right, Thank so you're, you. you're terrific. Thank you, Carol from uh, Markowitz from uh, the New York Post. Grab a couple of calls before we get out of here. B is in Brooklyn online five. Uh, Good morning, B. How are you, sweetheart?
11: Oh, oh, good morning, guys. Listen, I've been listening to you guys since Imus. And I remember when when Imus used to yell at Bernie, what do you got today? Are you working? Anyway, (laughs) and then he fired Sid.
2: Three times. Three three times, by the way, sweetheart. Wait
11: a minute. I was there. And at this moment miss would be very proud of both of you.
2: Oh, thank you. That's B. very sweet. We love I, you. Thank wait
11: you. Wait a minute. I can't get over how well Bernie I always followed because I love Bernie. Well, thank you. But, but wait a minute, yeah. Sid. I can't get over how much you know in sports. I can't get over how much you know about family. I can't get over how much you know, and I miss would be very impressed.
1: Uh, Pete, yes. thank you. No, no, it is. Oh, my but, God. Can you give me a listen. second, Jen? <laughs> The bar was low, let's face it. So, whatever comes out <laughs> is very, very impressive. Well, i, I thank Jess, you, Jess Bee, you're very sweet. Thank very you for sweet. That. Thank you. Hey, let us go to our good How do you, how do you take another phone call after that? we got to go uh, home. Danny, hey, see you tomorrow, folks. Our good buddy Danny is in Long Island. Very smart. Well, we, love Danny. we love yes. Danny. Yes. Good morning, guys.
0: I just want to go over to Bee's house and have some chicken soup and the locks. <laughs> you know you're getting fed if you show up over there. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, listen, before we talk about this depressing stuff, I watched Ali uh, Frazier 1 the other day with my son. Oh, I saw of, that. Sat, no, no, yeah, well, how, sat him down in front of the television. Had smart. you
2: ever seen that before?
0: Uh, no, no, I know the result, but I had never seen it. So I, I, I sat sat him down, all 16 years old. First thing he asked me was, There's something wrong with the picture. <laughs> it was so horrible. But the funny thing was, Burt Lancaster did the play by play. He was absolutely brutal. I don't, I said, he said, Who was that guy? I said, He's an actor. He goes, that would be like George Clooney announcing the Super Bowl. Said, yeah. <laughs> He's
2: right. Did he really? Yeah, no, he Let's did. See. Burt Lancaster did the fight, and Frank Sinatra, I think, sat first row. And I think at one point, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, Burt actually called Frank in there to, to like go over some of the fight, I, I think. But either way, back then, yes, the the the, the entertainers got involved with the fights. It was what? a
0: great fight. But anyway, you know, I, I, as far as the EMT called I appreciate all of these people. My son is in the emergency room. These doctors, they're working around the clock. What they have to understand... Is that we do not fight wars based on the judgment of the foot soldier. Dr. Fauci, including Dr. Fauci, he doesn't get to decide when the economy needs to open because that's not his area. Dr. Fauci would be happy if we all lived in the basement eating spam for the next six months and then there's no more corona, but there's no more country. So at some point there has to, because that's his role. He and the doctors' role is to save lives. But they're so close and so intense on what they're doing that they don't see the big picture. It's not their job to see the big picture. They're just trying to keep people breathing. So these people, it's time to open. I took a five-mile hike in the Massapequa Reserve yesterday. People are out. Fishing, walking, running, biking with their kids. Very few masks. and you would have been happy. <laughs> it, 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 it's just, it's. It, we all, we can all feel it now. We were told, and A. G. Barr is all over this, that we were willing to accept massive infringements on our rights for a temporary medical reason. That time has long passed. The curve has crashed through the basement. Mario just wants to get up there every day, we say Mario, Andrew just wants to get up there every day and pontificate. And as and when he stops having the pontifications, then everyone's going to say that, that the crisis must be over. So it's self-fulfilling
1: prophecy. You know, listen, you, you've said that, uh, Danny, we, we, you record what we've been saying the past couple of weeks, of course. You're absolutely right. And he loves the attention and he's slow rolling this reopening and it's hurting a lot of people and he doesn't seem to care. Uh, and, and of, of course, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, for, for his brother Chris, uh, you know, it's okay for him to go out and do whatever the hell he wants to do. But everyone else has to stay home. It's a, it's hypocrisy and it's callousness on the part of these people, these these guys that are still getting paid. But, Danny, you're a smart caller. We appreciate it. He's a great caller. And, and, again, Fauci, he's right about Fauci. He, it's, he's not a policymaker. No, no. He's, he's paid to advise Somebody who sees the bigger picture. You have Larry Kudlow, yes. who's also an advisor. So the, the policy makers, like President Trump, yeah. he makes the ultimate decision. He listens to both the the economics. The medical side, right, and then he makes the decision,
2: and, and they're both very, very important. I and mean, we can't, uh, we can't really put one behind the other. We've done that. We've just, we've just worried about the medical side. Now, the truth is, you
1: need to worry about both and make provisions and, to and, make sure and, both get better. And speaking of the medical side, there, uh, the, the the people are hurting. I mean, they closed uh, no elective surgeries. A lot of people for for they, they 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 didn't go to get biopsies they didn't get breast cancer treatments uh you know luckily i talked about my own little uh, basal uh, skin cancer cell that i had on my forehead if I didn't go that day that I went, I would still have it right now. That's right. And, and who knows? It could have spread. And a lot of people are in that predicament right now. And they need to get back as well. Well,
2: I think they are opening up some places that will do some elective surgery. I don't know if it's like Botox, for example, which I need, by the way, and uh, filler. But uh, stuff like you had, I think you can start to get that now. Like, there are some doctors that are going back to work. I know that. Yeah. Well, well, that's York the ironic
1: part of it. A lot of hospitals are laying off uh, you know, health professionals yeah. because the hospitals were underwhelmed. Correct. As opposed to the predictions. The prognostications, the experts like Dr. Fauci, they don't, they weren't overwhelmed. Even New York, nobody, anybody that needed a bed did not go without a bed. Not one. Not one. Nope.
2: On All folks. Welcome back. Hour number four. The Bunny and Sid in the Morning Show. Been a great show. You guys have been great. And we'll let you guys. Uh Call us some more, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. But 1st you got a great guest. He really is a tremendous guest. Whether he's on with John Batchel here at night or on Fox News, he's one of our favorite guys. You can follow him on Twitter. He's a great Twitter follow. It's actually, he knows what's going on. He's at Gordon G, as in Gary Chang. He's author of The Great U.S.-China Tech War and Losing South Korea and Nuclear Showdown, North Korea Takes on the World. His latest column via the National Interest, In North Korea, A Crisis of the First Order, If Kim Jong-un is Dead. So there it is, Gordon. The uh, three questions I get asked daily are, A, when is this ridiculous lockdown going to end? B, When is Major League Baseball going to start their season? And C, is Kim Jong-un dead? Now, I know you can't answer A and B, but you can answer C. Is he dead?
4: I don't think so, Um, but we really don't know. We do know something is amiss because he was no-shows on two really important events in North Korea's political calendar. That's the celebration of regime founder Kim Il-sung's birthday and also the 88th anniversary of the founding of the Korean People's Army. But we don't know whether the guy is just messing with us, whether he's got cardiac cardiac arrest, whether he is in a coma, or whether he was injured in a missile accident. It could be any of the above. Um, this is a really interesting mystery. But the point
1: is, we know something's wrong. We do know something's wrong, Gordon Chang. And of course, I, I saw a, a news report yesterday from a sat a satellite picture of a yacht off of uh, Pyongyang, where he supposedly is holed up, and he might be just holed up on the yacht, hiding from the coronavirus, because if anybody is vulnerable, uh, is a high risk, it's this uh, obese, uh, chain-smoking uh, Kim Jong-un.
4: Yeah, well, if he has coronavirus, it's like a fatal disease because of all the underlying conditions he has. He's got every underlying condition that you can think of. Um <laughs> But, you know, right now, um, South Korea believes that he's alive and well. Well, yeah, I think he could be alive, but well... Probably
1: not. No. Not even
2: in... Reminds me of Bin Laden.
1: The best of times he's not them.
2: Right, when Bin Laden, we we knew he was sick, and he was, you know, they said his color was yellow. We couldn't, we know if he was alive or dead. And as it turns out, of course, he was alive in Pakistan. And our friend, uh, very good friend Rob O'Neill put a bullet between his eyes. I'm not sure what's going to happen with this bastard. But I'll tell you this, everybody keeps telling me the same thing, Gordon. You know better than anybody, if, let's say, this guy dies, he's dead or he dies... The, the really, the, con- the conventional wisdom is it doesn't matter, because whoever takes over that country next maybe every bit maybe every bit is bad, if not worse. You buy yeah. into that?
4: Well, first of all, yeah. Anyone who does take over is going to be bad because it's the system. It's not the person. But the issue here is, does somebody take over in a smooth transition? Got to remember that generally there's got to be a Kim in the mix because the regime derives its legitimacy from Kim Il-sung, the regime founder. Now, there are two Kims who could actually take over. There's Kim Jong-un's younger sister, everyone talks about her, Kim Yo-jong, and she does, I think, have the inside track. But there's also Kim Jong-un's uncle, um, Kim Pyong-il, who is a son of Kim Il-sung. He's older. Um, He's a male, which helps in a Confucian society. Plus, he also does have some support in the regime. Now, these two guys can duke it out. And if they duke it out, remember, North Korea's got a lot of WMD, (laughs) including nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles that can hit Key West. So, yeah, we've got to be concerned about how all of this goes down.
1: And you also can't, speaking of duking it out, you also can't rule out, Gordon Chang, the fact that maybe one of these, uh, the, the two aforementioned, the, the sister, the uncle, or somebody else had this guy or tried to have him bumped off, this Kim Jong-un, right, because he is such a, a whack job and, a, you know, uh, with all the smoking and the eccentric behavior, maybe they, they're not happy with him. Oh,
4: I'm sure they're not happy with him, because he's killed about 500 senior regime figures to consolidate power. Well, that consolidates power, but it also creates enemies. And, you know, Kim Il-sung had this enormous goiter on his neck. He never had it removed, because he was always worried about going under the knife and not coming out (laughs) afterwards. Kim Jong-un, I'm sure, feels the same way. Now, if he did have that cardiac arrest, as people talk about, that he needed the stent, Um, He was out under, and, um, you know, this is a really serious event in North Korea. So, you know, there's only one benign explanation, and that he's on his yacht that you talked about, which is off the port of Wonsan, um, so that he can sort of avoid getting coronavirus. But I don't actually think that that's the most probable of all Uh of the other scenarios that we know about.
2: Let me ask you this, Gordon Chang, the great Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. If he does die over the next week, two weeks, two weeks, a month, are we going to find out?
4: We're going to find out only long after it happens, I think.
2: Remember, How long? That's a great, great answer. How long, you think,
4: after? It could be weeks. Wow. And the, and the reason is that they are not going to announce the death until they have settled succession. And it's going to take a long time for them to settle succession because the person who has got the inside track is young and she's female and you know in a Confucian society those are really two big marks against her now she is the most capable of the children of Kim Jong-il even more capable than her brother uh, who's on the throne but you know she's got these uh, these disabilities you put this all together when Kim Jong-il died in 2011 took two days for them to announce and that was a smooth transition everything had been planned for two years this one, there's no succession planning. There is no idea who's going to take over. I think it could take weeks before we find out that he is, in fact, dead after he dies.
1: And you know what's so sad, of course, it continues to be said, is that the whole population, they're half starving to death. And uh, the, the place is dark, if, essentially, if you look at it from a satellite at night. It's, just, it's an incredibly sad story, and it's not looking to, that, that it's going to get any better. But in the minutes we have left, Gordon Chang, I'd like to segue to China. China, uh, they perpetrated an atrocity on the globe, a crime of humanity of, uh, me- um, uh, you know, magnificent proportions. Incredible. Now, we have to hold them accountable, but they have us by the short ones, if you know what I'm saying. We're dependent on them for all kinds of things, including life-saving drugs. How do we hold China accountable when they have us, uh, you, know, you know, they have it over on us uh, with, the, with the, the, the drugs and other things?
4: That's a great question. You know, we're going to need to get our pharmaceuticals out of China. It's going to take us a little bit of time. Um, but once, you know, this is, this coronavirus is going to take a long time because this bug is not going to let go of us. During that time, we need to get our pharmaceutical companies out of there. Once we do that, then we can go after the Chinese really, really hard. And we need to do it because we've got to deter them from ever doing this again. Because as you say, they deliberately released this bug on the world. Yeah.
2: They did, because we know that it was created in a lab at this point, enough of the wet market nonsense, but you think they deliberately let this thing get out? It wasn't a mistake? Some intern didn't drop it or some nonsense?
4: Well, it, it, it released from the lab accidentally, but once it was released from the lab, uh, I think Xi Jinping, after he saw what the virus did to China, if he wanted to level the playing field by spreading it elsewhere, he would have done exactly what, in fact, he did, which means that we're talking about, as you say, a crime against all of humanity. This is the first time in history that one country has attacked all the other countries at the same time.
1: Yes, and he protected his own country successfully, with the exception, of course, of the Wuhan, that province there. uh, Beijing, Shanghai, even Hong Kong, death death counts in the single digits, I believe, Uh, no more than 15, anyway, in each of those cities.
4: Well, we don't know what um, in, in Beijing and Shanghai. They largely escaped it, um, there have been reported, at least unofficially, there have been reported clusters, um, but pretty much Beijing has escaped the problems. We don't really know how many people have died anywhere, including Wuhan, because they have been lying, lying, yeah. lying. and they, <laughs> yeah. They're still lying about it yeah. from all the week ago. Yeah. Well, that, see,
2: that, that does beg this final question. We're all in agreement. Bo Deedle, you, me, Bernie, everybody yells and screams. They, we, we, we got to get them. They, 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 the whole world, look what they've done. And we all agree we have to do something. But then most people will say, well, there's not going to be a war with China. That's just two big powerhouses. It'll be devastating. So, you know, some talk about financial. When you say we got to get them, we agree with you. Give us something practical that we can do to China that's going to hurt them.
4: Well, President Trump can use his emergency powers to force divestment from the Chinese stock markets. We can get our factories out of China. Um, we can allow these lawsuits to proceed against China. And with our friends and allies around the world, we should be seizing Chinese assets, including China's stock of Treasury obligations. And what
2: about, not, what about not repaying all the money they lent us? That's them.
4: right. Seizing the Treasury obligations, um, more than really? a trillion dollars. We should do that with our friends, though, so Beijing can't blame the U.S., It it needs to be not just China versus the U.S., it needs to be China versus the world. And even though it might be hard to get some of these other countries to seize Chinese assets, everything is changing so fast, Bernie and Sid, that what is not possible today will be inevitable tomorrow.
1: Hopefully. Hopefully, though, we we got to tread lightly because we don't want them invading uh, Taiwan, who we we, we, we have a pact with. If they invade Taiwan, we have to go to war. I mean, we just don't want war. We don't want war. But uh, uh, Gordon Chang, we're out of time. You are brilliant. At Gordon G. Chang. uh, Check out Gordon Chang. Gordon, thank you very much. Oh
4: well, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it.
1: Now we
2: do more. You're great. You really are. Thank you, Gordon Chang, and of course, the books are out there: the Great U.S.-China Tech War, Losing South Korea, and Nuclear Showdown. So and uh, the John Bachelor Show. So or? good on that. Uh, so good. Uh, you know, he's uh, great every night. He's great on Fox News. He's uh, he's a great guy, and he's uh, he's really he's a nice guy as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. Leads a life of danger.
2: Dave, you know this song, Dave. Put his mic on.
1: Dave O'Brosi, the great program director. Who's the artist? Who's the artist?
2: Yeah. Who's, uh, who's singing this song? Dean Martin. No. I'm going to go with, I wish. Um, I'm go with uh, Nelson. Ricky no. Nelson. No. <laughs> Johnny Rivers. Is that Secret? right? Yeah. Johnny what mean, Rivers? What do you mean, yeah. is that right? Like, the same guy Why that sang you the qu- song from Urban Cowboy?
1: No, that was Johnny Lee, Looking for Love.
2: That's very good. See, he's a music guy. Johnny
1: Rivers. That's excellent. Midnight that I special, sway into the music. Yeah, okay, nice. that was him. Poor side of town. Yes. Should I go on?
2: No, that's fine. Okay. No, thank you. <laughs> Never heard of guy. Never heard of those songs. But thank, thank you. you. Nice job, Dave. Dave oh, did music. come into my office and we'll play them all at ten o'clock. <laughs> oh no, no, we'll I, I, uh, you could tell us exactly the year I, they wrote the song. The other song was released, yeah, he's, right? He's, yes, he's,
1: he's like you with he, the sports. I have no he knows life.
2: sports too, by the way.
1: Yeah, he knows it all. He's, he's great. A smart. guy. Listen, take, take it easy. I isolate take that. You're on the contract. Isolate where they say I know it all. Thank you. Save that for the meeting. Absolutely, on Monday. Say, it the meeting Absolutely. On Monday. it's done. Yeah, you know, we're good to go. You're unbelievable. We got a we got a nice contract. I'm on the contract. Yeah, he knows <laughs> everything. Of all
2: people. Hey. You no, look like you lost weight too. No, you tell me the other day, Chad Lopez looks like a model.
1: I didn't say a model. I never said he looked like a model. What are you kidding me? <laughs> you did. I don't talk uh, that, that type of. Uh, you don't. Do I, that, I don't. don't think right. th- he looks like a model. Well, you you actually say very nice things to me. I mean, all searches, I say nice you do. things. I say nice things about Chad. About all hands on deck. That's all true. Right. But that, that's it.
2: You going to draw the line right there, right? You're talking yeah, but, you will never talk about physical attributes. You, like you, you go all. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, no, 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 You no. lay it
1: on thick. Oh, you you know, lay it on very very thick. You know, Bernie's right. I don't need to do that anymore. We are on the contract. (laughs) Just take it easy. Everything's fine. We can talk to the bosses like, you know, regular guys. Listen, there was this, uh, uh, you know, I get the Wall Street Journal. See this? No, sir, no, I get it every. I, I get it delivered. I actually pay it out of my own money. My 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 name Bernard McGurk. You don't pay for I, that. I, I pay for this. I subscribe online. I get it. See one of Wolf's name It's on the New no, York that's, Post, that's the New York Post, not the Wall Street Journal. See my name right there. Uh, I see your name right there. Yeah, on the Wall Street Journal. That's what I do. I pay for it. So let's
4: go to the video. They game. had this
1: article. <laughs> <laughs> they had this article yesterday about these unemployment benefits, and according to the labor statistics people the weekly the average weekly payment on unemployment is $978 and it was $378 right. uh, until it was uh, you know the augmented the j- one, during they, this so crisis they
2: added the 600 to the 400 yes right. that's
1: right so the average payment is $978 yeah. which according to the wall street journal is slightly more than the $957 in weekly pay Half of all uh, United States workers took in on average during the first quarter of 2020. So they don't go back to work. (laughs) And according to uh, Sean Kennedy of the National Restaurant Association, he says, the unemployment benefits are so generous that in many places, workers are telling their bosses... They'd rather be on unemployment yeah, than return you. to work.
2: I told you my guy, Raul, there's tanning salons. He can't get the girls to come back. They're making twice
1: as much. Now he, go, <laughs> he, he does go on to say it's not that these workers are lazy. They're just making the, the best economic decision for their families. That's right. They're making a little more money, and they get to sleep in. It's not illegal.
2: They're doing nothing wrong. They get it's to fix a the, smart
1: move. It's a smart move, but is it a smart move on our part? No. No. To pay out no. so much, but no. to disincentivize well, people right now, well, we from going to some. work.
2: Well, we don't, we'll, and well,
1: I don't well. want to sound like a callous uh, SOB no. as I sit here in these cushy WABC radio studios with my fat paycheck and talk about some guy making $957 a week. Right. No, but I still, yeah. I mean, generally speaking, uh, you don't want to pay people not to work.
2: Well, well, we do a very good job in this country of motivating people not to work. All these programs we, we've done for years,
1: including... Of okay. course, oh, yeah, absolutely. Look at uh, let's how we ruined the, uh, the 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 black American family. Ruined them,
2: just absolutely ruined them. Gave them every every reason not all to all started
1: home. in the '60s. I know, no, I with know. The, with the Great Society, you got to get rid of all these. They replaced these the benefits. dads. You they, got the to be... government replaced dad. Basically, that's right.
2: Yeah. Here's Adam in Fort Lauderdale, one of my favorite places. A little walk down Las Solas Boulevard sounds good right about now. Good morning, Adam. Uh,
3: that's funny you mentioned Las Olas because I'm driving on Las Olas right now and. It is eerie. You know, there's nobody eerie.
2: there. It may be eerie, Adam, but it's also yeah. probably 80 and sunny, right?
3: Yeah,
2: it is a
1: little overcast, yeah. Listen, but Adam, uh, it, it's nothing compared to Penn Station. Well, and Times Square, Times you. Square yeah. even worse. But, but, but uh, Las yes. Olas is a very
2: populated, very, very big tourist area. In yeah, but, but here
1: we have, uh, we have uh, these living dead people no, I know. Roaming they don't around. Have,
2: they don't have that, no. So what's on your mind, That's Adam? What's up?
3: More, uh, two, uh, three things, if you let me. Uh, one, it's an honor and a privilege to talk to you guys again. Uh, you, you guys are the absolute best. And one of you two should run for mayor, governor. Get that city back on top where it used to be when I used to live there. No
2: and thanks. The, no thanks. I'd rather move.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me uh the Blasio with his comments about the juke. Where is uh, Adolf Schumer and Nadler and Schiff? How come whenever there's an anti Semite comment, we never hear from these guys? And number three, if you want to watch a good documentary... Uh, Amy. About Amy Winehouse. Uh, her oh,
2: father. I saw it. I saw it. It was great. Her father's a real jerk-off, right? I mean, the, the, the worst guy yeah, he, ever. He was a bad, bad guy. Oh, God. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for the call. Uh, okay, Bernie, go ahead. Where's uh, Schumer and Schiff and, and all the Jews? Well, where,
1: where, where, where's Max Rose? Where's all the guys who, who failed to call out the uh, the, the ISIS pride, Jew-hating Congresswoman? Where's Hunter? Where, 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 where are they? Hey, listen, what we're talking about is the mayor criticizing this uh, funeral gathering in Williamsburg of Hasidic Jews. They were out. They, they, they planned it with the NYPD, but they got too close together. You see pictures of it. The mayor puts out a, a tweet. My message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. Oh boy. I mean, what? You know, that's kind of harsh language in the very. wake of the anti-Semitic uh, attacks we've been uh, witnessing. Here. I agree. In, it's, my message to the Jewish community is this simple. The time for warnings has passed.
2: Oh, God. I mean, no, it sounds no. very
1: harsh. It does. Very World War II-ish. Yeah, I mean, right. what about the warnings for the uh, the vagrants and the bums on the subways that are ruining no. the subways, making them dangerous for the health care professionals? No. Get tough on that. No, we get them hotel
2: rooms and Yankee tickets when they come back from... Uh,
1: right. You got guys, there's videos of guys peeing and... Defecating? Uh, defecating and, defecating and just, uh, just like the setting up shops, setting up home. It's incredible. And yet... I mean, he, he gets tough with the yeah, uh, the city. Look, you want to get tough? Fine, get tough with the the, the, the bums, the, the the thugs on the subways.
2: I agree. One more, Linda's in New Jersey, online two. Hi, Linda. What's up?
1: Yes,
11: um, I had left him. I don't know if we got disconnected when they spoke this morning about not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. That the virus is not outside in the air. Correct. I need to just know where is it.
2: Well, it's it stuck on surfaces. It's inside, obviously, when you're... It, it's
1: airborne com- indoors. Right. It, it can be airborne, and more, uh, much more so than outside. Outside, it disperses.
2: Now, Linda, if somebody is standing in front of you outside, and what are the odds of this? Let's be honest. They're standing right in front of you. You're outside, and that person sneezes right in your face. You're going to get it. But what are the odds of that happening, honestly? I- They're minuscule.
11: I don't know.
1: No, well, listen, we're you, you. You,
2: you can jog and be be safe. You can <laughs> go for a walk outside. Just stay, keep your social distance. Right,
1: just, just walk uh, three feet uh, around the side, whatever. Right. It's, you're outdoors. It is, it's, it's wide open. There's usually a breeze or whatever it is. You're fine. Well, Why are you asking? Are you asking
2: because you, you don't want to wear the mask, but you want to make sure it's okay? Why are you asking us?
11: I'm asking because I just can't intellectualize if it's not outside. Where is it?
1: It's on a surface maybe, but it's mostly indoors. Indoors is where the problem is. The subway. The subway was the uh, petri dish in New York City for this this particular uh, spread.
2: then right, Also outside you have the sunlight, Linda, the vitamin D from the sun. That uh, has a tendency to slow down the virus. Very warm weather places. The virus could barely exist. You're not going to get that inside, obviously. So uh, I would say to you that um, surfaces... Metal objects, plastic, now these types of things, and a, and, a, and a confined area, right, where there's not a lot of uh, room for this thing to move, that's where you're most susceptible.
1: Paging Dr. Rosenberg. Anyway. Paging Dr. Rosenberg. I don't know when the Dodgers beat the Yankees in 1955. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. Well, all of a sudden, we're experts. Comorbidities, <laughs> pre-existing conditions. But you have to be. You have to bone up saying, on all I'm this I'm stuff. I'm
2: not saying we're experts, but
1: we speak to the same we, people. We, we, Dr. Oz, Mark Siegel, the old Sapphire and that's on TV. We do our show. Pro. We right. read. We read stuff so we know. I mean, we, we quote the statistics that we read. And we see, the, uh, like, for example, the doctors that are getting banned on YouTube that, that spoke to a, uh, a, a TV station in California saying the same things. And then big tech... Uh, squashes that. So, But you get to hear it here. But the big tech YouTube, Google, and Facebook, they won't let you hear it. But you're going to hear it here on the Bernie and Sid Show.
3: It reaches into where I cannot
1: hide. I still love these guys. God, the 80s were great, weren't they,
3: Bernie?
1: The, uh, the 80s were nice. I enjoyed the 90s better. You did? Yes.
2: I didn't. It's funny, like my wife. I, I-, I love the 80s. 90s kind of annoyed me. Nobody try to be like uh, Kurt Cobain. A,
1: a, a, it's just a personal thing. I know what it is. But a better, uh, I struggled during the 80s. Struggled with uh, what? Drugs? Uh, I put myself through college. and Oh, uh,
2: you mean, oh, I got it. Financially,
1: okay. all these things. So I, you enjoyed the 90s in, for you. I was in a much better place in the ah, 90s, and okay. I enjoyed the music as well. You did? Yeah, the, 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 the 80s with the big jackets, the shoulder pads. And you didn't The, like the, the ladies' big hair. I don't look back fondly on
2: it. So you were sure a Okay. Uh, you're not alone, trust me. A lot, of, a lot of folks in our generation like the 90s more. I don't know. I'm, I'm an 80s guy. Uh, I don't know why I'm an 80s guy. The cocaine was much more expensive. Anyway, uh, I got a tweet here. Remember those days, 50 bucks for a half a gram, Bernie? Uh,
1: I, I didn't hear you, man. Just, <laughs> well, what about the tweet?
2: <laughs> this comes from uh, Shay1969. She says, do you think one day we can discuss the topic on the show, the opening of Atlantic City? I got an email from Ocean Casino that they're taking reservations for stays starting June first. Can't imagine these casinos being ready June first. So is that true, the Oceans? I heard nothing about Atlantic City. I do not. Well, I know, know it's th- closed now. Oh yeah, but
1: I mean, I she's suppose... saying
2: Oceans is taking reservations for June one. Well, good. That's,
1: that's good news. Still a month away,
2: but uh, that's good news because at least you know. June, July, you'll be down, you know, because I'll have the hard rock,
1: of course. Look, uh, uh, New Jersey is uh, experiencing a downward trend as well.
2: I know, but damn, damn, uh, Governor is such a, this Murphy may be worse than Cuomo. But although I shouldn't say that, I shouldn't say that because he is talking about reopening some of New Jersey. And I guess according to this lady, Atlantic City will be open for the summer, so he's not as bad as Cuomo.
1: Right. And again, uh, we've talked about this. I mean, all morning long, uh, Look, the whole thing may have been a mistake. A whole overreaction, because based on false, faulty uh, projections, faulty numbers, it might have been. So to slow roll the reopening, like Cuomo's doing, is inexcusable. It's time to reopen now. We've had the downward trend. We slowed the uh, spread. We've, uh, we've flattened the curve. And uh, we've, we the hospital systems were not overwhelmed. I mean, of course they went through hell. We know that. And we appreciate everything they did. But the hospital ship is sailing out. They're closing up the hospitals that the military built in Westchester, Long Island, New York. It's time. We did what you said, asked us to do. We achieved that goal. It's time. Isolate the vulnerable and let the healthy go back to work. And we'll do it safely. We'll do it responsibly. But let's do it. Let's do it. And people will build up immunity. People will die, yes. And people will get sick.
2: But herd immunity is the only way to go. You can't wait for a vaccine. You can't keep people locked indoors for month after month because once they get outside, there's going to be an issue.
1: So let's go. And plus, the uh, price of keeping everybody locked up and keeping the economy on lockdown, it's going to cost us a lot more than what the coronavirus is costing Already us.
2: Already has. Uh, do fi- uh,
1: Financially and uh, death-wise and health Mental health,
2: sure. Here's um, Brendan in New Jersey, talking about Atlantic City, Online 5. Good morning, Brendan.
8: Hey, guys. I'll, I'll tell you when things are going to get back to normal with these governors. They're going to wait as long as they can so we all feel pain going up to this election. And, said, I give you credit for something you said yesterday. I have liberal friends, and they're good people on almost every level, but they do delight when there's uh, some tragic news with regards to this. They want it to be as bad as possible because they hate Trump so much. I mean, it, it, it's what's oh,
2: God. Happening? No, no, we, we, listen, Bernie and I That's have tough. talked about that forever, whether it's the stock market yep. crashing, whether it's a disease like this, whatever makes the president look bad, uh, they almost would rather have that uh, they would rather have that actually than widespread death or or or, or, or
1: depression. Which, in, in addition to the attention, is why people like Governor Cuomo perhaps want to again slow roll the reopening, and why they they may very well uh, this, this is new th- phenomenon developing, which is they're include the, it seems that they're including some of the flu deaths. In the numbers of coronavirus that's deaths. That's not right. As a matter of fact, remember the doctor I played yesterday? I told you he was banned yep. on YouTube. Dr. Erickson, he gave an interview to a Bakersfield, California, TV station, and, and made, it went viral. He, he made that point, right? He, it went viral, and in addition to all the other things that he said that we've been saying, he did make the point about the flus, conflating flu deaths with coronavirus deaths. This is what he said. We aren't pressured to test for flu, but ER doctors now, my friends that I talk to say, you know,
4: it's interesting when I'm when I'm writing up my death report, I'm being pressured to add COVID. Why is that? Why are we being pressured to add COVID to maybe increase the numbers and make it look a little bit worse than it is? I think so. Hmm.
1: Scary. And the same thing in, in New York, uh, you know, the, the the number of flu deaths, apparently they just uh, they fell dramatically, uh, just drastically all of a sudden. And as, as the COVID deaths were rising. Mm-hmm. So was there some conflation there? I, I mean, w- I I, would bet you know, so. listen, I wouldn't put anything past these creeps. No, neither would I. But let's go to Bensonhurst. They love us in
2: Bensonhurst in Brooklyn. Bill is in Bensonhurst on line six. Good morning, Billy. Good morning, guys. Uh,
7: that, uh, Mr. Gordon, they hit it right on the head. I want to say something. We're doing exactly what China would want us to do right now. Also, I'm not privy to uh, exactly what's going on in the world. However, as far as, China's intention. Let's rule. Let Let's rule out that it was intentional. If it was carelessness, they can't be trusted. If it was disregard, then they're evil. This is as close to an act of war
2: as we can get. I agree. You're absolutely matter. right. And, and,
1: and if it was a mistake, that's fine. That's not. That's fine. That's not really fine. But either way, the Gordon's point and my point I made it this week, last week is. They allowed the flights to leave Wuhan and come to JFK and around the world while they protected. They locked down Wuhan from the rest of China and they uh, intentionally allowed uh, COVID infected people to come to JFK airport. And that's how we got this damn thing or to go to Italy. And then they came here wherever the hell they allowed that. That is the 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 war crime. The atrocity that they committed, the crime against humanity, was allowing those people to travel out of the, out of Wuhan while they protected the rest of China. That's the crime.
2: John is in Rockland County on Line 4. Good morning, John.
8: Hey. Hey can there. Can you hear me, guys? What's up, John? John? Can
1: you hear me? Yeah. yeah.
8: Okay. Uh, Gordon uh, uh, Chang. is 100% correct. We've got to strike back at the Chinese. There's a way to do it, and that's with the truth. Uh, there's very little news about a uh, Chinese general who bragged that uh, the United States and China could not coexist in the world and that the Chinese would have to eliminate America and Americans with viral warfare. And uh, that's out there. It's on the uh, the website yeah. called China. No, it's called India: The Great Game. And it's done also on the um, the website by uh, Jeff Nyquist of uh, the Epic Times. Now, I used to work for 60 Minutes, and occasionally for ABC TV. And um, Diane Sawyer did a piece when she left uh, 60 Minutes. She did a piece with the head of the Chinese, the um, Russian. German Warfare thing. I forget what the guy's name is, but he looked like a cross between Herman Munster and a junkyard dog, mm-hmm. a really nasty SOB. And he's bragging to Diane Sawyer. I have uh, probably a three-quarter-inch U pneumatic uh, copy of that tape, of that interview. And in it, he's bragging to Diane Sawyer that the Communist Party of the world has created a series, a series... Of uh, Trojan horse viruses. Yeah,
2: no, thank That's- you. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, you said 16, 17 years ago. This is not news to you, not news to us either. I, I, I want to take this phone call, Bernie. I, I know you do too. And it's something else that you and I have talked about, which is these hospitals are concentrating so much on the COVID and they've shut down elective surgeries and other important things that this is another uh, example where people are dying because of the COVID. Jan is in New Jersey on line six. Let's start with this. Our condolences, Jan. How are you?
10: All right, I'm just upset because I just recently lost my mom. I'm
2: oh, sorry. sorry. And
10: it all, it, it snowballed. For once she couldn't go see her cardiologist, yep. and he would have realized, yeah, she had a little congestive heart failure. And then what happened was right after Easter, everybody was telling my mom all this bad news, and she was prone to many strokes. And on Monday, she sat there, she cried, and she prayed, and she sat on the couch. And I said, what's wrong, Ma? And she says, I can't do anything for anyone. What good am I? I said, Ma, I can't do anything. You can't do anything. The only thing you can do is pray. So Tuesday morning, she got up out of bed. Eight o'clock in the morning, I, I left a little early. She couldn't feel her left leg. She lost her balance. She broke her femur. She got medevaced down to Marstown Hospital, and that's when the horror started. The doctor that called me, I got her name, and she told me that because they had to take x-rays and CT scan of my mom's head and her chest, that she had a spot on her lungs. And she told me it wasn't pneumonia. And I said, well, what do you think it is? The virus? She said, yes. I was upset. My mother didn't have a fever. She wasn't out of the house. I called her regular doctor. He looked at everything. He went online because, you know, they don't have privileges.
2: Yeah.
10: He said she was a heart failure. Everything was through the roof.
1: Well, we're terribly well, sorry. We're sorry, I mean, Jen. Uh, <clears throat> some uh, collateral damage from, uh, the, you know, the overreaction perhaps, or maybe not the overreaction, just the overcrowding, first of all. But uh, people were afraid to go to hospitals. Doctors uh, closed up. They, they, uh, you know, elective surgeries, anything that wasn't coronavirus related, they pretty much put on the back burner, and a lot of people are suffering because of it. Yeah,
2: Jen, we are sorry, sweetheart. We'll come back and wrap things up, but after. Oh, this is so good, Genesis, "Home by the Sea." You know, there is one story quickly. A sports story. They've they got all these options for Major League Baseball to come back. I hate all of them. I'd rather just wait till next year. We know you want it back, Bernie. I hate it. But Derek Jeter, the great Derek Jeter, was supposed to be enshrined in the Baseball Hall of Fame this summer. And we're gonna, they're going to make an announcement on Friday. They're going to cancel that. So Derek Jeter will not be enshrined in the Hall of Fame till 2021. We
1: just took a call from a woman who lost her mother. I shouldn't talk about Derek Jeter. <laughs> we're supposed to feel bad that Derek Jeter. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. i gonna get inducted into the Hall of Fame. i mean, fame listen, n-
2: Nothing is God, as sad as God, coronavirus is an awful thing. It's ruining Derek Jeter's Hall of oh Fame induction. My God. Yeah. This just is, and by the way, too. Now I feel real bad. I know. The Yankees were supposed to host the Tigers today, just so you know, <laughs> and the Mets talking about Derek Jeter was supposed to be in Miami taking on the Marlins tonight.
1: Oh, that's too bad.
2: Instead, we're gonna have, you know, nothing. Coronavirus. Who are the
1: Astros supposed to play today? All right, you you really want to know that? Yeah, I want to know. You were curious about the Astros. I I wanted to see fights. I wanted to see all kinds of things because they cheated. I'll give you a hint.
2: Houston is going to be in a place that um, they're actually talking about holding Major League Baseball games, along with Texas and Florida.
1: Arizona Diamondbacks. Bangs. Yep, that would have been great. Yeah, seeing uh, you know the Astros getting uh, beamed. Yeah, hit would well, great. We're not going to happen. What it. do they call it? The Chin, chin music. Chin music, yes.
2: I always uh, I think of John McCain still when I hear about the state of Arizona. John McCain. And he did, was a big a Diamondback fan. A huge Diamondback fan. Yeah. Cardinal fan, all that stuff. Him and Randy Johnson when they beat the Yankees in the World Series. We'll take one more call, wrap it up. Russell, White Plains, holding a long time here. Line three. Good morning, Russ. Russ, are there, pal? Line three. Russ, he's not there. Um, Ian, Oceanside, line one. Hello, Ian.
7: Hey, guys, uh, three quick things that you can do. Vote for President Trump, the man who's held China accountable. That's one of our greatest assets we have, not globalists. Like Biden with Hunter or any Democrat. Very good. Number two is going to be look at what you buy, look at the label. We the people can put a stranglehold on China, even if the politicians don't. And number third is the rhinos and Democrats. Anybody who starts sticking up for the WHO and China, keep that in mind because those are the treasonous people that are behind the gates and they have power.
1: Man, Ian, well, well that was Ian. That was great. People like uh, Bill Gates and some of these Democrats and. Even Governor Cuomo yesterday blaming everybody but China. Yeah, so, you know he he did point single out the WHO, but never single out the the communist government of China.
2: That's a uh, great way to end the show. Thank you for that call, and Thank you to all the callers. You were great uh, again today. Really, really great. Tomorrow is Thursday. That means Bill O'Reilly will be here, among others. We had a, a nice time hanging out with you folks here in New York, as we do every single day all across the uh, uh, country, I should say. So from all of us here on the Bernie and Sit in the Morning Show until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, enjoy the rest of your program day here on WABC. From all of us to all of you, Peace! Peace!